0: And welcome to a bonus episode of the Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara Kate Elliott, and I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host Latoya Ferguson. Hey, Latoya. Hey,
1: Mara. This is a very special episode, so I, I'm I'm not gonna do anything goofy right here.
0: Yeah. Well, we did something goofy and watched an entire season of the Real World: Rules Real Real Challenge, <laughs> the Inferno, <laughs> aka the, probably the best one. Um, it, I this would, is a I special. Agree,
1: but yeah. you'll see as uh, we go. go I'm not an expert. Path.
0: I'm not an expert, but this is for all you 90s kids uh, that'll remember a time when MTV was like the reality show king for a little while almost, besides CBS, which has always rained high. Um, but yeah, so, we, so we're so we recording this as a little special bonus, so uh, if you haven't been listening to this to a, like a treat on our website, go find it on LaToya's Patreon, I'll link below. Um, otherwise... <laughs> Buckle up! We watched an entire fucking season of The Inferno, the and we're gonna get music into it.
1: Ever, that, yeah. Uh, so early two thousands music, so good.
0: It's gonna be. It's it is a lot. There's there is um eighteen episodes all together plus the bonus like a uh, cast reunion. So we're gonna go through a beat by beat. They are really quick episodes. Like it's standard. Like you yeah, remember tr- the MTV and twenty minute episode. Yeah, so good. It's very much like pumping out like content. Like, most of it is, like, you know, T-Mobile ads and and (laughs) Motorola wireless ads. And then, like, sometimes they're... They're climbing rope, like that's kind of what the show is, and, and yet, it's great.
1: More <laughs> happens now, like in these twenty-minute episodes. They do now in like forty-plus-minute episodes. Oh yeah, because now it's
0: isn't it like lightly edited, like Big Brother mock ups now or something? Or no? <laughs> it, well,
1: there are Big Brother like alums now I in see. it. They're just they're just...
0: are they really? And are you the
1: one? And like oh, br- the no. British X on the beach and jo- Jordy Shore and stuff. Yeah, it's. It's Maybe if we watch. do more
0: of these and we get, like, a less action-packed <laughs> season, we could kind of go into how, like, there are people that make a full-on living yes. as a reality TV.
1: Oh, once we get to the sucks. duel, uh, you'll be introduced to Johnny Bananas. They'll
0: be, yeah, they'll be involved. So, so this one, if you can't- I mean, okay, let's get right into this. So, I was a religious- we should probably give a little bit of context on how we both were at the time, because I was watching this, like, sure, I'll rewatch watch this, because I know you love it. This will be great. And, like, the minute it pulled up on my screen, I was like, that's Ace. And he's like, hi, I'm Ace. And I was like, oh, my God. And then Cyrus shows up. I'm like, that's Cyrus with an S. And then it's Cyrus with an S. And I was like, <laughs> I know every single person on the show. Now, there's, like, a snapshot of when I stopped, which I think I mentioned to you before. It was when the 70s house came out, and I said, check, please. And then nothing after that I watched, pretty much. And I think it was, like, so, a couple
1: years after this or
0: something. Yeah, like, that's maybe three, like, there's there's Battle of the Sexes 2, and I think it might have been the last thing I watched. Yeah. But, um, there was several up until this point, and then obviously there was a whole run of Real World and Road Rules. Now, I was one of these, like, um, uh, drama nerds that didn't like the Road Rules, that was for the jocks, as far as I was I concerned. I didn't really watch it either. No, it was jock stuff, so I was like, no. The only one I watched is the iconic, of course, we all watched, even if we were real-world people, was a semester at sea, because it's basically a real world, what the real world's doing is. That's the one you watched. So, the, I
1: watched uh, a Campus lot Brawl. of South Pacific with Abram. I uh,
0: never, never watched South Pacific. I watched Semester at Sea, and then I watched bits. I went back, I think, and watched Campus Crawl, because at the time... Shane was the only out guy on TV, and I remember when he joined the challenge, I was like, whoa, I didn't know that about that, those, that season. And that was at the time when they were just, like, playing it on a loop, essentially, on MTV. Like, if you turned it on, you could find one or the other on MTV or MTV2. So uh, I watched all of that in, like, reruns or something. Because they did, like, marathons running up to new seasons and that kind of stuff. Like, this is, like, their bread and butter for, I would say, like, the entirety of, like, 2000 to 2005 right or even later probably like until like, to today almost it will know. always be their brother and butter as far as i'm concerned yeah so anyway that's so, like pastime. time the challenge yeah i was like a real world bitch basically where i was like obsessed with everyone on the real world they're obviously like what's your favorite season like i don't know what my favorite season is now that i'm thinking about it
1: uh original san diego is my favorite original san diego uh,
0: that's a good one um, no, I, I stopped at uh, Philadelphia because they treated Philadelphia like trash and then Philadelphia <laughs> treated them like trash. So it was a bad, it was a loveless marriage and I needed to quit after that because I was like, no, if this is what it's like in every, every, uh, city they go to, I don't want to be a part of watching the show. I, mean, then... I was
1: right to pick San Diego because, original San Diego, because that's the Jamie Chung season. And oh, she what pays dividends. I didn't... As a, as being a fan I mean, of her okay. from real world and the challenge, she pays d- dividends to you. <laughs>
0: yeah so I don't actually she's the only person I think that I watched and I like enjoyed that it was not from a, like a season I watched because I think I stopped at well I said like Philadelphia but I definitely like like I watched the old seasons but I was pretty young to really yeah. like give a shit about them like, about I definitely all their remember issues Cyrus. Cyrus I think is one of the first people I really actually remember from those seasons and Timmy kind of vaguely I kind of remember Timmy vaguely because he used to like show up in early, early challenge stuff. Like, that was, like, his... He was at like, the original... Yeah. Like, ...old-school, row rules person. So, but in terms of, like, the old-school, real-world, I think I kind of, like, was introduced, like, most people in, around Seattle, which I think is probably, like, to me, like, the quintessential, like, r- like real-world drama with all... That's... If you don't remember, that's the one where Steven slaps Irene in the car and throws mm-hmm. her stuffed animal into the water in Seattle. I mean, that was iconic... It was wild, and I feel like everyone who was watching TV at the time at least heard about that. It was, like, kind of one of those, like, you know, moments that, like, captured the country, weirdly. Because this is not a kind of show that really, like, was, you know, super, super popular until stuff like that started, like, leaking into the mainstream. And, like, there are other seasons that had, like, I remember... New Orleans had like the open openly gay guy who was in the um uh, had who was the don't ask don't tell who was dating a guy who had to get blurred out. Oh, uh, Pedro, the right? That was Pedro. Pedro, yeah. yeah. And then um oh no, that was Danny. And then Pedro was the one who was um openly HIV positive. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like there was like a lot of history of like I honestly think watching the Real World growing up is a huge factor in a lot of our generations. I mean, to me, openness or at least mm. like ability to understand different viewpoints because. I grew up watching people argue about why people sucked, and it's (laughs) like, they were valid a lot of the time, like, we'll get into these episodes, but, like, I think, like, a lot of the stuff that carried over into the challenge is, like, the best parts of the real world, which is, like, I wouldn't say, like, conflict, per se, but, like, calling people out on their bullshit, which, road rules, I don't think ever really did as much, unless it was, like, say, semester at sea, where they're all stuck together, literally on a Mm -hmm. boat, um, or maybe campus crawl because we're all in like a car. But like road rules is a lot more like they were doing challenges. And they were on the road. It's, and it's stuff, how they like... prepare for the
1: challenges, basically. But
0: right, yeah. But not, it's not it's not, not for handling people. Real world. Real world was basically it's like a bunch of people. Yes, they were living in a house together. Yes, they some they used to work together at one point when that was a thing. Uh,
1: I, um, I miss it being like mandatory that they had to get like a group job. A job that yes. was
0: great, like Jamba Juice in the Hawaii. <laughs> oh my God, remember Hawaii? Hawaii oh, was such a good season. Hawaii's a mess. Oh. That might be my favorite one. It was so beautiful. Oh. <laughs> Ruthie run- running right into the pool was, like, uh, iconic. I swear to God. All right, so, anyway, so that's all to say, like, I think if you haven't watched these episodes, I would totally try and find them somewhere. They're probably available if you, like, go to some streaming site. It's 100% worth it for, like, I honestly, watching the first, even just the first episode of this, was, like, such a pure hit of, like, nostalgia. I couldn't, like, you know, honestly, as a joke, I said all oh, kids, 90s kids will remember this, but, like, you know how the BuzzFeed stuff always does that? Sure, some part of that is, like, you know, nostalgia. But, like, this truly is, like, when you're watching it, you're it's, like, looking through family photos. I, it feels that pure, like, oh, and, my God. i And I'm, Cyrus I'm is our uncle. This. Yes! We've like, up there in age this. at 31 or 32. You're gonna have to walk me through the fact that I have a intense attraction to David that I can't explain, but it's the... It no... Okay, I have never thought about right? him. Then I was like, wow, David's actually
1: really no. attractive. He's no, such I was always gay, a big, but he's of super attractive.
0: But yeah, it's it's a thing. We're gonna get... We'll have to mention that a little bit here and there. But so anyway, so this is all just to say, like, it's a wild uh, show. We're gonna get into the, the bit by bit, but... It's going to be probably a little harder than normal to follow if you don't necessarily watch. So hopefully you have seen it. Otherwise, you can maybe just pull up on the Wikipedia, scroll yeah, down, Wikipedia and find out. Yeah, Wikipedia
1: goes, stuff. like, beat by beat also into those specific dramas that we'll be discussing. Exactly.
0: Which is perfect. Be a memorable moment. That yeah, yeah. It. And honestly, I think it's pretty great. Like, there's a lot of good shit to talk about regardless. But just in case, it, since it is a little bit more, like... Um, you know, challenge based, it might be helpful to remember, like, jog your memory about what those were on, like, clips on, on YouTube. So. Because these
1: are just like, memorable my challenges. Office. Like, the CT1 oh, is so memorable.
0: Oh, God. And also, the, uh, the, um, oh, my God, the, uh, who's it? It's Ace, Ace, it was Ace again. Ace, like oh, We'll Ace. get to that. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Alright, so let's get right into it. So, this starts out, like, immediately, I freak the fuck out, because it's Ace, and I was like, oh my god, it's like seeing someone you went to high school with, and you're like, I recognize him, like, that's but so he, weird.
1: Uh, and it's so hilarious that he goes on to be like, I'm the most competitive person in the world, where his entire thing, on the challenge, <laughs> all, like, two times he's there, is that he's the worst competitor. He's
0: like- He's, like, instantly- well, he's also, like, if you don't remember Ace, he's like, good old, like, Georgia boy, like, like world literally got the twang in every word, and, like- just in a charming sweet. way, in yeah. Charming like he's actually really sweet, actually very attractive. I don't remember him being as cute as he was. Oh, but... I remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I watched. I must have watched. I he was remember just like a, a, a cute, sweet guy
1: who was happy to be there.
0: Yeah, and so he also he's dating Mallory ish, kind of like. They, yeah,
1: because right. they, they had a thing in Paris. So yeah,
0: they had a... they had a thing in Paris. Yeah, <laughs> they had a thing in Paris. Oh, the shows insane uh but yeah so he he's like the first one there, like hey we're back guys it's us and um i, I love, will say like well uh, i was
1: say i love that ace he's like i'm the most competitive person and then you immediately have ct also from real repairs he's like he's the sorest loser in the world and he yeah. just changes the rules he's one of those people who changes the rules when you're playing oh, a game
0: we'll get into people like that because <laughs> there are quite a few in this season but uh, yeah, so Ace is like, woo, let's go team. And then um, you know, obviously CT is there because CT's there. I think every single it's like a contract at this point. Well, this is CT to... uh, Paris
1: is like their season's first time being on the challenge. So they're, they're Is it really? This yeah. Is his
0: very first. Oh my god. That's oh, how wow. it's
1: Thea, Ace Mallory and CT. That's how they're all here. I pit. was
0: wondering why it was such a fresh wound that he was talking to her about. Like, she, yeah. I was like, girl, this is like years ago. Like, calm down. But it it was basically like the year before. That makes a lot more sense. I don't think I watched. Paris. Uh,
1: I it's kind of a boring one... season. is uh, that after
0: Philadelphia? Is that what I'm saying? uh, it's pre...
1: Cause, so Philadelphia, before that, is San Diego, which what I was saying was great. Oh, I think, so I actually quit, yeah, I, don't,
0: I think I quit before that. before that then. So I must have quit, like, I think I watched Philadelphia, like, yeah, maybe Paris is I'll is give right one more Philly. shot.
1: Okay, so so goes, I must have
0: quit at Paris. Paris. So it goes Vegas, somehow. Oh,
1: I watched Paris. Vegas.
0: <laughs> Paris, oh, for- I fucking watched Vegas. I was a human being with a, with eyes. Like Vegas,
1: Paris is like really boring in comparison to Vegas. Well, but I think that's what best. I did.
0: I think that was the problem. Is that It was like a one-two punch where I watched, yeah. I watched uh, Vegas, which was insane. <laughs> and then you transition. Also, I didn't like them leaving the country. I was kind of like, eh. I mean, obviously now looking back on it, what you're over. like. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, now it's like, wow, it's very cool to go to Paris. But at the time, you were like, well, I don't... This isn't what I watch this show for. I watch it for, like, them being, like, random douchebag, like, college kids in America. Not, like, like, exploring the Louvre. Yeah, like, it wasn't what I liked. And then, like, the people on it were awful.
1: San Diego, and um, then, uh, Philly.
0: Philly, yeah. So I think I gave it one last shot, and that was, like, the death knell for me. And I was like, yeah, this is done. But, so, yeah. So I, I think, like, Paris is a good, like quitting point for some people too because if you don't like C T you're not gonna like the way that this show and this, this genre goes because he's kind of like I would say like the harbinger of what is to come. <laughs> like you can tell immediately when he's on the show. It's oh, while this is his CT. debut because you see in this season
1: of the challenge C T is a perfectly
0: decent guy. Uh well I agree and I agree with his points but he does get manipulative and crazy at the end. But for good reason, and I think he's successful at it, and it was a good decision. But the stuff with Leah at the end is definitely—I'm sure some people were like, "Wow, that's real rude." It's like,
1: Although yeah. I, see, I remember the season of Paris, and Leah was before CT C. C. was even an asshole. Leah was just like rude to him the whole time.
0: Well, she—I don't like her at all. Yeah, it's oh, the I worst.
1: Uh, I, the funniest thing in Paris is when like someone I guess sent her flowers. And I guess oh they just, like, God. leave this little C, and she assumed it was CT, he did it, and he has no idea what she's talking about. I remember about, that! Yeah, he's just like, yeah, sure, I whatever, no problem. And then we just finds guys, out- guys, this is what I'm talking yeah, about, she, like,
0: this is what I remember. Like, then she
1: finds great. out, and she gets so mad at him, even though he never said to I remember that! Paris.
0: See, like, this is the thing, like, I definitely quit around Paris, but, like, you, it was so- Like, I can't describe you, if you weren't born during this time, and you watch this, like, on TV every weekend, or week- it was so permeating everything. Like if you didn't watch the real world regularly, you didn't have anything to talk about with certain people. Like it was just not something you could like day to day. This is like what people watch and consumed. Like, they didn't always like the role rules, but they definitely watched Real World, and they definitely watched the challenges for this point. So. Yeah, they definitely had opinions
1: so, on Miz. Everyone had opinions on Miz, as, yeah. as you should.
0: Miz. <laughs> and yeah. then, so. So, they also introduced my favorite relationship, which is Daryl plus Daryl's money, which is, like, <laughs> Darryl, my favorite thing. Daryl and the Inferno. Yeah, so, like, in the second. I, we also watched the second one, which we'll get to eventually, but, like, yeah, Daryl has. Drill. This, Drill. We're saying it wrong. Oh, it's like,
1: you Well,
0: it's, It's. It's so funny, because it's so he's so specific. And also, like, Leah, immediately in the beginning, we'll get to that, that scene where they're like, who's the cutest boy? And she's like, well, I like <laughs> Darrell. And it's like, oh my god. Well, like, Darrell is hot, I'm like, Darrell, you could do better than right? Leah. I know! And also, like, like why is she randomly singling out there I feel like it was just such a random, because I think she was probably already hooking up with him at this point, but yeah. it was just, like, such a specific... Like, Darrell, what I like about him is, like, he... He actually like is upfront about his motives. Like even with Leah, like he's mostly just like, yeah, we're fucking. But yeah, like, I'm here for the money and the money, and I'm also here for the money and the money, and also for the money. And it's like I love that. Like I want someone like that on my team because he's gonna really fucking try. And he can also get away with
1: it because he's like one of the best competitors.
0: Which is great, because, like, I think a lot of guys underestimate him sometimes, because he kind of comes across, like, well, you know, I'm gonna do well, but I mean, he's more, like, middle of the pack of the guys, he's, but like he's consistent. He's consistent, and he's good at both types of challenges, like, smarts and brawn, like, mm-hmm. which is hard, because a lot of the guys are really good at one or the other, whereas he's like, a good, he's not, like, you know, a fucking hulk, but he's also not, like, an idiot, so it's yeah. a good combo. So he's, like, immediately there, like, Darrell plus money is the greatest, and then this is the introduction we deserve in a real world challenge. Uh, we'll get to another uh, season's and intro, which I hate <laughs> later on. But this is like <laughs> oh, you a, hate that one. Oh, I fucking hate that one. I hate a lot of them. This is like quintessential two thousands. You got yellow card blaring. Everyone's like pulling out like woo, and it's like real world versus real rules. So this is still like you know team versus team uh, uh, type of show versus type of show, and um, uh, it's hosted. I forgot by Dave Mira. RIP Rest Dave of piece, Mira. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, every episode of this and the next one are all hosted by him. Does he stay host for a long time? Uh,
1: Inferno stay? 2 is his last one, and then it's TJ okay. for the uh, Gauntlet 2, yeah. Pro- and and TJ 11 is still the host.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. He's been going a while, then. But, yeah. TJ so 11 he,
1: is the best host. And Dave, I,
0: I mean, David is was, fine.
1: He bless he's his just heart. Hard. He has moments where he can be, like, fun and goofy, but he's yeah. very,
0: so if you don't know DeMira, he was like a BMX, like Fox Racing like, he's very. he was like, like
1: the BMX star, he was the, the Tony Hawk of BMX yeah. he had his own video game.
0: Yeah, and he was in Tony Hawk sometimes too, yeah. like, I, he's great and so, he's good but it's like, he has little to no charisma in he the role no of a host. with the cast. No, and that's fine like, back then like, a lot of hosts were like that, they were basically just someone who said like and next we do this challenge and it wasn't like he was actually being like like it's if you gotta describe it, it's not like he he's is not
1: as bad as Johnny Moseley in the earlier challenges.
0: Oh god, I don't even remember what that was like. It sounds like horrifying I have like flashbacks to that too somehow. <laughs> just look at but he's board. he's basically just like yeah, he's basically just like when they had like I don't know, it's like it's just sort of like someone who comes up and says, And next we'll do this and he's really good, but like it's just very like straightforward and there's no like
1: There's a reason they they only maybe once asked him to give commentary about what's happening during the challenges, and that's because he should not be giving commentary about what's happening during the challenges.
0: Which is kind of strange that they picked a host that would do... It was very 2000s, though. They have the Yellow Card as the theme song and Dave Mirror as the host. I mean, it could not get more 2000s if it tried. But so he's there introducing... And then we immediately cut to, like, everybody, like, it's, like, the intro, like, hey, I, we're all here, and thing, oh my god, I hate Abram, like, immediately. yeah
1: A thing to note about, like, this season and, like, uh, the Inferno, and basically the few seasons we're going to watch until maybe around the duel or something, is that they were still really lax with what they would allow you to do just as a human being on these shows. Like, you mm-hmm. see people with their digital cameras, uh, Mike and Kendall, just go on a date, like, by themselves at the mall, no one else. People, they oh, right. were, were they, like, allowed to freely come and game? go and that's not the case anymore. They're, because now it's kind it's of a like a, show. a lockdown, they want they want to get the desired like crazy person reaction, so they're gonna kinda of break you down.
0: Which is wild because honestly the crazier shit happened during these seasons when they didn't have that type of like in my opinion. I mean I haven't watched the more recent ones I guess, but like that was like a high key like we'll, we'll, we'll stuff. get there. Well Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm going to teach tomorrow so everything, you guys.
0: Oh, good lord. Yeah, so, so, so we inter- introduced, like, I'm going to run down the list of people, so this might be helpful if you're not, like, familiar with them. You can Google their faces. I'll actually include, like, a link of them, hopefully they have, like, a roster you can look at their faces. Yeah, I mean, It'll, like, flashback yeah. memories to you, I'm sure. I'm you. thinking, but, like, so-
1: the the wiki, uh, specifically, probably has pictures of everyone.
0: Um, I, th- yeah, That we. Yeah, I'll link to that. And so just review that for your own benefit, but I'm going to do the list so we were like, we have all our players on the table. So we've got Coral from Back to New York. Yeah. Also with Mike, who's the Miz. Mike was also in Back to New York, Mike Mazzan. Uh, C- uh, Chris Tamburello, which is CT, who's from Paris. Um, Cyrus Yarbrough from Boston. Um, David Burns from Seattle. Uh, Leah from Paris, Leah Gillingwater, uh, Julie Stoffer from New Orleans, uh, Mallory Snyder from Paris as well, Trichelle from uh, Las Vegas, um, Ace from Paris as well. I didn't realize Ace was from Paris. That explains a lot. <laughs> um, and then on the rural side, we have Abram from South Pacific, Christina from South Pacific, uh, Darrell from Campus Crawl, Holly from Latin America, Katie from The Quest, Kendall from Campus Crawl, Timmy, uh, went from the, I think, second one ever. Yeah, that's adventure. like, that,
1: that's how you know it's really early, it is, it's barely yeah, a name. like,
0: season two, <laughs> essentially, which is, I mean, we're talking, like, season, like, on the other ones, it's like, Back to New York is what, like, season 20-something, at that point?
1: Yeah, it's pretty late. Uh, uh ten, uh, no, ten, ten to ten. ten, ten, ten. Sorry, ten. Sorry, sorry, Back to New
0: York. God, it feels like it's for that. that. So, either way, it's like ten versus two, so you're getting people much older, and then you get uh, Veronica from Semester at Sea, Shane from Campus Crawl, and then Jeremy from South Pacific. So you're getting people from like like uh Cyrus is another one. Boston is I think also maybe the second season of The Real World? Um let's see. Oh sorry, 6. So he doesn't even that far back, but he feels like the old funny duddy They're all like, "Oh, Cyrus is he's old." 31, he's 31, 32, 30s. and it's just like He's up there? And I was like, "Oh head. god. I know, right?" So like and I remember thinking, yeah, he Cyrus is when I was watching him. So this compared to all of them. It makes me so upset. No. And he's in, like, great shape. And they're like, he, and I feel so bad for Cyrus because they're like, He's, like, looking around, and it's, like, such, like, toxic masculinity, where he's, like, I'm not the, like, I'm, like, the heaviest, and I'm the oldest of all the guys, and he looks great, and i was like, well, what was the fuck? It's to play that up, though, because, you know, it's either
1: that or, like, an, like an angry black man at it, too, probably, he probably knew that, so I was, like, I'll he's play the so old man. He's so good,
0: though, oh my god, he is so good, and, like, I don't think I have an issue with him at all, he's probably one of the best players, I would say. Like, yeah, he is and, truly, like, clean, Straightforward, honest. Like he gets into it with some people, but he's honest when he's doing it. And then for the most part, he's just great at every challenge. Like there's a great bit we'll get into where he like really underestimates the fact that he's like the older person on the team and thinks he's gonna fuck up, and he's actually great. Yeah. So um, I mean, they're all into introduced... the
1: best like uh, time.
0: Yeah. So like just to give you a briefer overview of who people are, CT is like what most people consider. I wouldn't even say like the villain per se, but he's like the catalyst was... for like a lot of these but... going forward.
1: He was the hothead. He was. Yeah. Uh, he's gone through some stuff, and which we'll get to each season. Cause there are so some seasons where he gets like really aggressive. Just like yeah. there's a reason so for CT, it.
0: Ct, you might remember is like wearing a lot of the headbands. I always remember him with headbands, squinty eyes, and then you have Mike, who's yeah, the, the Boston Mumble. Uh, yeah, CT Boston does. Mumble. Yeah, like I'm Ct for Boston. I'm welcome to Boston. Like it's very like, like oh my God, Ct, can you say the like, three words? And then you have Mike from Who's the Miz? If you don't know wrestling, he Which? was a wrestler on the show, and now he's a professional wrestler at IRL. <laughs> The thing I always loved Wild. about it is like
1: he uh, so in back in New York he was always like I'm gonna be a wrestler I love wrestling his character the Miz which came out when he was drunk which that actually became his thing which I believe in right. Inferno two which is his last season um, is the reason why they have to wear like special team jerseys and everything now because everyone was wearing the Miz brand. He, no, he, was, he
0: brought, like, yeah. literally, Latoya, there's the episode, okay, so we'll get to later on, but there's an yeah. episode where he goes into the Inferno, and I think he must have brought it in a backpack yeah. and said, if I'm going in, you're all wearing my merch. Stuff. Yeah. Because not everybody brings them. I mean, sure, like, I bet you Coral has one, and, like, maybe, like, Veronica or, like, Leah or someone, but not, like, David. Like, he definitely (laughs) brought extra for David. It was, like, a small girly tea, and David's in it. Like, it was great. Yeah, they're
1: not allowed to do that
0: anymore. Yeah, and Mike is on Like, you can hate Mike all you want. Like, he is definitely a character, but he was a fucking brand connoisseur back before this shit was. Like, he, I I would say it's funny, because I think even though he was only on these two seasons, right? Like he oh, stopped He's, that he's in
1: Original Gauntlet, and yeah. yeah
0: he, oh, he, sorry, up until this point, he yeah.
1: stopped. Okay. Inferno 2 was his right. last one, yeah. Inferno 2 was his last
0: one. So he does eventually stop, but I think he has actually more to do with the, with the shape of reality TV now than some people like you probably thought would have been, like, you know, like Richard. He's, like, up there with, like, Richard Hatch, as far as I'm concerned. I know that sounds crazy, but I think he truly, like... An entire, like, conversation on how people could throw their brand in and then make it off of a show like this. And without coming capsu- off as a joke, because
1: he's one of the rare oh. people in reality TV in all the real world, especially for how long mm-hmm. he was on it, because, you know, Jamie Chung, obviously, we mentioned her, but she wasn't in these things for long. She was in for two, that was her one challenge season, and she was done. Right. But Mike okay. was obviously in multiple things, and he was able to both look like a decent person... Like, Mm -hmm. he he has, like, some drunken, like, young 20-something things, but nothing too offensive, you know? Considering,
0: I mean, considering how everyone else is showing their ass all the time on these episodes. He
1: he used his earnings from these challenges to pay for wrestling school, and then he got signed by WB.
0: Yeah, and honestly, the thing is, like, I think a lot of our generation watching this, and, like, a lot of people who were on this show thought of it as, like, a step towards, like, I think Leah or someone mentions that they're trying acting when they're living in L.A. now, and it's like,
1: I know okay. Mallory, actually, Mallory actually became a successful model, and I'm not surprised, honestly. Right,
0: right. Well, I mean, there are people that, like, you know, they transition to do that kind of stuff. Um, But, like, the thing, that, the, the odd thing to me is, like, the the different thing about Mike, for example, is that, like, it's not that he just, like, parlayed it into a... Uh, a bigger like what he wanted to, he wanted to do something different he literally parlayed it into his actual desired career like he used this in the best possible way to market himself he as has, a wrestler has, and then became a wrestler yeah. and he's now
1: one of the best wrestlers in the entire world he has main evented wrestlemania he right. and his wife who he met through wwe they just had like their first child and they now have their own usa reality show about their their lives
0: yeah. So all all I have to say is like if you remember one person from these shows, it's probably Mike. So he's on this and he's like the heart of the real world team in this and and I think most of the uh, seasons up until this point. Yeah. Um, and then the other major one you might remember is Julie, who's the Mormon from oh New Orleans. Oh my god. Um, and then Trishell was from Las Vegas. You probably remember Trishell just for from being I, wild. Can I, can we also call her like Trishell. Can we call her Trishell because like. See the thing is, I wanted to defend Trishel at first, and then Trishell. <laughs> but then, like, she immediately like she's one of those people who like everyone gives her shit for like fucking around, and I'm like, good for you, like you're you're just living your life as a twenty. you realize no, Get she's it. just a mess. No, and then she like starts yelling at people and getting in fights she over it. So, like, to it's clear everyone up. Yeah, she's just like a very insecure person, unfortunately. And she later, um, and then... in the
1: later season, she um gets into like a racial, like an she starts a racial argument with Anissa. She basically brings up race when they, there was no reason to do this at all.
0: Oh, Jesus! Why do what the white women on this show are? capital p problematic and we'll get into that <laughs> um, i'm thinking like i would say everyone
1: but mallory is problematic of the white people yeah on yeah the show. mallory's
0: fine i would say yeah i, mean, I don't really remember much besides this, this season but <laughs> so um and then on the real world side those are the major players i would say on the real world everyone else is kind of just sort of there for the oh i think coral right and coral, coral yeah. is a huge huge player she was mm-hmm. also in back to new york yeah she she's she the was... one
1: who taught she about is about racism. And again, yeah. I see he, he like did stupid things, but he legitimately he did not know certain things, and she like told him, and it was fine. And, and I'm was, telling like, you, I, I know that
0: I, I know that this is that's such a cop out to say, but I'm gonna say it because like I want to at least like give a voice to the fact that I think it's legit. Watching Coral call Miz on his shit in Back to New York is some of the first time I, I first times I can remember seeing first of all a black woman having the power to control a conversation and a black woman correctly educating someone on the actual importance of what the racism does to affect them. And I think that, like, yes, he learns how that affects him, but, like, she's also basically explaining it to an entire generation of people watching, and it's like, oh, I get it now! And, like, she was portrayed in many ways, unfortunately, sometimes, like, the angry black woman or the manipulative black woman, but I think this episode, or this season especially, does a great job of explaining how, like, that's a myth. She's basically just, like, a player in a game. And I think what's important is that someone like mike who was actually like i would say her antagonist on back to new york for a lot of it yeah it's actually like on her side like ride or die now yeah, because they, of that they so become, it's important they, to mention those two i think because he learned
1: and he realized his mistakes they become they became best friends like legitimately so we should,
0: yeah we should mention he was like like from like bumfuck ohio yeah never he's met a Parma, person yeah. or a black person and mm-hmm. it was definitely the first time that she had ever encountered anybody and
1: through his family, oh, he heard great. some, like, really shitty things about black people, and he, he was like, isn't this true? And it's like, no. And let me tell you this. He didn't know who Rosa Parks was.
0: Which is wild. <laughs> like, that is it's an indictment he, of the you the education song. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> oh god, it makes me want to watch Back to New York again. But so anyway, so she's she's here too. She's, I think, probably one of the more important players on the team, although I, I still think that she's uh, fine. Like player. I don't know why everyone gives her so much shit, but it's because it's, she's like, there's a little of bit with... manipulative, but she she is a good competitor because when yeah. the time comes to get a lifesaver, she she does. She's awesome. And then, you, like, to a minor degree, you get a little bit of, like, say, David. David is, like, also, like, Boston mumbly, grew up in the same neighborhood as CT. Just... <laughs> because
1: he grew up with CT's mom, which, when I heard that, I screamed. <laughs>
0: like, of course they did, because when you hear them both, I'm going to link a clip of at least David, because David is even more than C.T., because C.T. has, like, a mumbly, like, David's tough like guy accent. asleep. <laughs> well, yes. At what point he falls asleep during a challenge. But he has, like, a tough guy accent where you like, you know it's definitely northeast, but you can't necessarily place it unless you listen to like, say a full sentence, and he barely ever says a full sentence. David is, like, literally, like... Hey, hi, hi, yo, my name's David, I'm from Boston. Like, it's very much just, like, classic Boston, like, oh my god. It like, is good for <laughs> hunting. Yes, exactly. And, and it's like... He is Ben Affleck in good Exactly, where he's like, okay, yeah, he's definitely from Boston, but he's also just, like, mumbling the whole time. But so, anyway, so they're there also kind of, I would say, like, quote-unquote major players. I mean, Cyrus is also around, but, like, I think those are the main players on the yeah. real-world team. Robo's team, I honestly don't think there's that that much going on. The major I mean, players, I would say, are just, like, Abram. Abram.
1: And this is before Abram goes insane. It's, like, even Abram's still... the worst. Even still, in Inferno of two, Abram hasn't gone, like, full, like, weirdo insane. Abram was a mess, but I, I always found him hot. <laughs> oh, a no. Latoya, <laughs> <since laughs> dangerous no.
0: self-sabotage. But so... You might remember Abram trying to. to but besides looking at the pictures I will link below, he's the the bright, bright, bleach blonde. Um, had the hair in the Mohawk at one point, then shaded down the middle. Of the second season, he's like Mike's friend, just a real like yeah, they're both head, like super competitive and yeah, and he's back. really a truly like a kind of a bit of a like. There's a one point where they're like, we don't. Someone's someone really like sums Abe up really well, I think, because they're talking about like, well, it's between Abe and like Darrell or something. They're like, who are we going to vote into the Inferno? And then someone says, well, we can't vote Abe. And they're like, why? They're like, because he's a psycho. He'll do whatever it takes to win. And it's like, yeah. Because when you see him going to the Inferno, he's a true, like, it's almost like, if you, you could use this show as, like, evidence in a court trial. (laughs) Like, that's all I mean. It's like, he gets on screen and he's screaming. He's, like, throwing shit. a
1: way to explain it, CT has a lot of anger issues and, you know, things he Mm -hmm. he needs to fix, which he does fix. Abram is a psycho. (laughs)
0: And, like, I, I don't know how else to describe it besides, like, it's, like, a joke psycho. Like, he's just, like, flexing, screaming, rawr, like, for no reason. It's and like, like are, he gets, like, really mad at
1: uh, something he didn't think would make him mad, but then he, it happens, like, whoa. It's
0: very strange, <laughs> and it's actually, like, a huge red flag, to be honest. Like, I was just really creeped out by him by that point alone. And then uh, we mentioned is also, like, the other, I think he kind of, like, the other de facto lead of the team. Um, he's also, I think, pretty decent competitor, but, um, other than that, you have Holly, who's, like, in charge of the girls, kind of? She's, like, the female lead of the, of the group. For um, really She's a tough chick. Yeah. I don't even know what, she's, she's fine, she's a decent competitor, I, but...
1: She's a good leader, though.
0: Yeah, but it's, like, this is the kind of show, like, it's just so, like, you know, they're, they're all in their 20s, it's a 2004 or whatever, a girl with thick thighs is a decent competitor on the show. Like that's how they they treat it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, she could climb a rock wall. She's a fucking leader. It's like, oh my god, let's calm down. Because honestly, I would argue that, say, for example, Veronica is actually the true oh. leader of the group. Well, oh. now you—that's because Veronica is like the ultimate manipulative mean girl. Python. She's a python. Like we'll get into it more in the second season of The Inferno. But she oh. is. Truly a manipulative,
1: you uh, would actually love the current season, like the new season, not because it's good, but because uh, CTU has ended up with uh, the, the dead weight of Veronica as his partner, oh and she is basically on phone. I'm just here for vacation and to search it up, and I don't actually w- have to put in the effort anymore. And like, they keep losing because she no longer even trains or anything like that, oh and she's just God.
0: dead weight. She's now become Katie, so <laughs> Veronica, Veronica enjoyable. is enjoyable oh my god right so veronica is if you don't remember she's constantly got like duck face just always just like really cute little like teeny tiny girl like, basically knows she can't J-Lo. yeah can't win most challenges even though she does she usually gives good effort she usually tries she doesn't give up as much the decent, the but like but she's just genuinely smaller so she almost always knows she's just strategizing behind the scenes no, I don't- I think she definitely gets worse in the second season, but I think that generally she's actually just being kind of straightforward, like, here's how's the best way I can win. Here's the best thing for our team. And she's not wrong well, some of the time. when
1: her best friend slash girlfriend, Rachel, is there, who's That's not his, here. Oh my god, this I can't season. even
0: talk- oh the, yeah, where's Rachel, the this, this shirts. Yeah, Shane yeah, wears Rachel's shirt, and do then- Do you remember and, that? Like, that was such a thing when we were- you guys probably don't even do remember this, she but- her,
1: her, her, her- where's Shane's shirt, yeah. yeah. So
0: there was a time when- Back, back in the day, Shane wearing a Where's Rachel shirt was like, oh, can you believe he did that? <laughs> it was now, like, literally like the stupidest thing oh, to think back I'm on. Uh, yeah, so she, she's, like, kind of the more, like, you know, on the sidelines trying to run the plays kind of person. She's not really obviously yet, a strong competitor. Because
1: she doesn't have Rachel on her side here, it's actually amazing she does as well as she does because Truly. Rachel was, like, the competitor. Right. She Although Rachel's
0: like... also ter- I have issues with Rachel, too. Well, they're both terrible people. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a given. But And then there's also Timmy. Timmy is, like, the sweet, goofy, original season two person. I never
1: really cared too much about Timmy. I think I loved him re-watching here, though. He's
0: great. I mean, he really... <laughs> (laughs) is one of those people that knows what he's on. He reminds me so much of the, I can't think of his name, the dude from Dirty Jobs. Very similar. I think it's just because I watched a lot of like, um, uh, Discovery or, like, you know, those types of shows when I was younger, like Mythbusters style, and he did eventually host a show on there, I think, but, like, he has that vibe. If you like, like, Save a Guy from Dirty Jobs, it's, like, that's the vibe Timmy has. He knows what show he's on, he's there to make, like, jokes. He's a decent and now, competitor, like, he, yeah, but he
1: works just fine. Like, he produces reality TV now, right. so. And
0: he's just there, kind of, to have a good time, more so than anyone else. Like, he definitely wants to win, but he's just more, like listen, I'm going to make jokes at the camera because I need this good stuff for promos. And he's a smart guy. He gets in probably every promo because of that. He's also,
1: he's a good competitor. So he never really has to worry about anything.
0: And he's cute too. I don't remember him being cute. Like he was very right cute. him and david where's this coming that's from? the weirdest Seriously. thing is the older you get the more you're like oh the old guys quote unquote are in their 30s and they're now super hot <laughs> i can
1: acknowledge my bad boy thing here but then i have to also acknowledge like the actual adults and how attractive they are Well, like
0: it was weird because i think growing up he wasn't even like i didn't even look at him he was like an old yeah, man exactly. like essentially and now it's like no he's like a young hot dude like he looks like a hot dad you you meet at, like the playgroup yeah. or something,
1: and so, like David's like actually really hot, and then Timmy's, like yeah he's a hot no, dad. David I don't even know
0: I we'll talk about that later on <laughs> like there's a whole there's a couple guess, of things he's there, literally but, like, falling asleep fuck.
1: during challenges and I'm like okay, okay yeah yeah, yeah. I'm into that. yeah
0: exactly let's like, I love we on the same page I was like <laughs> oh my god I'm like but don't kick him out though he's having a bad day <laughs> all right we'll get to that guys but yeah so they're they're definitely like the cute hot like disposable white dudes basically on both sides I'm and so, then, so there's also katie who is like known as the dead weight of the team katie, are, we'll get to oh, the jokes about cigarettes but it's insane she's smoking girl she's real small really bad attitude a lot of the time not athletic not athletic and like to the point where like when she's like i can't do this i'm not gonna do this or she'll like do like a 10 minute mile when everyone else does two. so it's like it's just it's wild so like She's and she dead the, weight, essentially.
1: The, the real world's mascot, as they call her.
0: It's horrible. It's so horrible. Like, this show it did great. not pull any punches. It's so cruel. So they call her the real world's mascot because she's basically... The longer she stays on the real world's team, she's truly, like, fucking up some of their challenges in the beginning because, like they'll all do great, and she'll do so bad that they end up evening out, and then the robot will win sometime. So, like, she's truly, not only dead weight in the sense that she's not good, she can hinder in their ability to win money, so they're all kind of like, fuck you, Katie, get a, go leave. And she just won't. And then we also, the only other person that's kind of important, I would say, is Kendall. Like, Kendall eventually is the one that dates yes, Mike briefly. Yeah. She's, like, the blonde, like, looks like some looks like let me describe her think perfectly. She looks like uh first of all she has the hair of Larissa Onek in Ten Days a Hate About You all the time. And then she looks like one of her backup friends in that movie. Like one of the people who stands behind her or who stands behind Gabrielle Union in like any nineties movie. Like she is wow. the, the white girl who stands right. around Gabrielle Union. Has clips in her hair and then like tucked in between like braids. That is literally what Kind of looks like. And she's yeah. honestly, like looking back on them, like she's definitely like a pretty girl, but like it was also she's very like, much like styled.
1: Very young.
0: Yes. And styled like definitely like what was hip at the time. Didn't age as well as some of the other people, but like. Cause now, like Mallory, at the time probably looked just like a like a random person with like fluffy hair, but now it's like, oh my God, that's like timeless-looking attractive. Whereas like, yeah, say it's like No wonder she
1: only, no wonder, no wonder Mallory only stayed for the season. It's like right? she's
0: gorgeous. Why? Why like, are you? Here? What are you doing? I just mean, feel like Mallory. What are you doing? And also like she's like. Very, like, Anne Hathaway in uh, uh, Princess Diaries, where it's, like, her hair is all fluffy and huge, and then she pulls it back, and it's, like, holy shit. <laughs> it's, like, oh yeah. my god. Uh, but then th- you also have someone like Trichelle, who I think at the time was considered, oh like, god. the quote-unquote sex pot of both shows, and, like... Which
1: I never understood, honestly. Well,
0: like, I remember there being a time when I watched Vegas where I was, like, yeah, she's definitely pretty. She's very tall. She's who I aspire to be. <laughs> I, I mean, like, she was definitely, like, the it girl for the real world for, like, she I did, would say, like, was... a solid, like, two or three years. She was in Playboy and stuff as a result, from I what know, I it's just... But, my <sighs> God, did she... Sure. I mean, no offense, I don't but, try and judge it's... people, but, like, it didn't age to me it's as a well. rough
1: living situation, too, you can tell.
0: I don't know. Like, it's just maybe just the way that... I don't... Her face is very small. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. It looks sort of smooth. She's hangy, yeah. But she's definitely, like, very, like, you know, like... I would say charismatic to the dudes. Like she's definitely like a very like sweet like you know nice girl. But it's more just like had what? like
1: that early 2000s hotness that they were like yeah. But I mean it
0: was partly maybe just that like there was a woman talking about her sex life on TV and it was like holy shit like can you believe it? But I I do think that in Vegas she was styled way better than she is now. But I oh, yeah. remember in Vegas, I once described her to someone as like a divorced mom, even though she was like twenty. She... But that was <laughs> her look. Like... She's
1: drinking lots of white wine spritzers.
0: Yeah, exactly. So just check check the notes, and and you'll see that when when I upload it. But um, yeah. So so she, she um, is someone that I think is important to the season, but only in the sense that like she causes some of the drama. So. <laughs> Um, and yeah, yeah so, and it's like
1: only the early half, really, I guess. I know there's I a bit guess.
0: of a detour, but honestly, the episodes are not... I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens, but it's actually not a ton to go over, because a lot of it is like, and then they do a challenge, and someone wins. Like, a lot I mean, of did, stuff is more like... Here, here's one
1: dynamic... Uh, here's a couple of dynamics we haven't mentioned yet. Miz um, right. and Trishell have just broken up because... Oh, yeah, because, so
0: Miz and Trishell dated since in the Gauntlet, I think they hooked up, and there's some yeah, like leftover... residual. and that caused a rift
1: for a little bit between Mike and Coral, because Coral didn't like Trishel and
0: Coral's really Coral's protective right of them. I like that they have a very like platonic relationship. It's never really ever. I mean, I don't know. I didn't watch the other seasons. Maybe they hook up or something. No, they they never did no. It's very like she's her, uh, Coral she's and her Abe
1: have a thing actually in one of the seasons.
0: Abe, yeah. Oh no, Coral! Don't like <laughs> Coral! No, no, Coral! No. I want to save her. Okay. Uh. So so. Let's just get into the episode. The episode is mostly, like, introductions, like I said. Um, uh, of course, Julie's there, yeah, uh, Julie there talking about her band, The Swerve. Classic. Um, uh, she has brown hair here, so you might remember Julie with, like, the bleached blonde hair. I remember her with the brown <laughs> hair most. Like, that was, to me, like, the quintessential Julie is, like, dark brown hair. Like, awful bangs. Just trash. Um, but, yeah. So, corals there is looking amazing. Everyone's awesome. Uh, They're making fun of the fact that, like, uh, Cyrus is 32. Over 30 years old, yeah. He's up there. Yeah. And then they are introduced to the, um, the, basically, the Inferno and the whole concept. And they start talking about, like, what they're going to do. The first challenge they have is this, like, they (laughs) they claw their way up over a rope. So they get, like... Yeah. Kind of, like, it's a little weird. Like, it's, they don't really explain it properly because I was like, wait, what's happening? So It they still get, makes no sense, and I've seen this right? a million times. So they get ziplined halfway through, a, like, a, a rope course essentially and, and then have to climb backwards attach. halfway through. They probably figure like no one's gonna be able to climb the full way. Let's just zip they probably like what we don't see is maybe someone tries, they all fail and so they have yeah. to zip line them halfway. But if so, it's are supposed to
1: repel and then do some work to, to finish it. Yeah. Or
0: maybe they figure like some of the some people could do it but not everybody could do the full. So they have to do halfway yeah. for everybody. So either way there's like so there's two different buildings, there's a rope between them. They're having to repel upside down like like a sloth backwards. After getting ziplined halfway through the rope, um, now everyone goes through. Like the, 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 I guess I should mention, like the the concept of the Inferno is that everyone does one challenge, then whoever wins that, um, sometimes they get a bonus. Um, it, the whole team, whoever wins 10, cumulatively, their, yeah, their, wins their
1: 10, team 000. banked it out.
0: They all win a huge pot at the end of the the um, series, and then they split it amongst themselves. So, um, however many people are left, they divide it by those many people. And then um, each challenge, whoever is, like, the weakest, it kind of depends on the team, we'll get into the dynamics of that, but the person um, who the team votes to be the least likely to, or the least wanted to stay, or the the strongest in the Inferno gets voted to go into the Inferno. So, like, you get two selections, so you get, say, like, you're having, like, a shitty time and you're not doing great at your, your challenge, they might say, like, we don't want you on our team anymore, so they're going to p- put your name in, like, a hat, basically, to get picked by the other team. Now, mm-hmm. they get to choose, so sometimes you're putting in someone they don't want to choose. Like, they use Katie a lot as a pawn because they don't want to get rid of Katie because she's, like, a sabotage on their their, <laughs> she's their mascot. So, like, they say, like, she's doing really poorly. They're not going to vote for her because they want her to stay on your team. So it's basically the other person's going to go in and then whoever they vote to go into the Inferno has to face off against their teammate who gets chosen as well. So, for any given time, say, like, the first time we'll mention, like, it's, like, uh, they, they go through, they crawl across. We'll get into the actual, like, challenge itself because there's some drama that happens there. But the first time, it's, it's Timmy versus Jeremy. And that's after um, they nominate uh, Timmy and Jeremy on the Robles team. And then on the real world team, they nominate uh, Cyrus and Ace. And then eventually they vote for each other, and it ends up being Jeremy and Cyrus. So, hopefully you can follow that. If not, you can watch a little clip. Every episode they have someone explain it, it's hilarious. Because <laughs> it's like, sometimes it's like jor or something, and he's clearly like either reading it, or like they explain it to him, and he's having to re okay. it back to them. And it's like... Yeah, he doesn't know how to say inferno. <laughs> I love Terrell.
1: Like, the inferno yes. always
0: and forever. Yes. So everyone. I, I, I love that about real world, especially. I think it might be real worlds, too. But, like, the accents are all over the place. So you get a lot of people talking very differently in a house. Like, you don't really get that on real. on Like, most reality TV now, I know that they have some people who are, like, from different areas, but. That was something that was very real world, is that it was a lot less filtered than some other reality TV at the time. So you're getting a lot more, like, well, people were stop being polite and starting getting real. So they had, like, their real accent. And now you have, like, more of that, like, you know, that, that classic, like, Midwestern TV anchor voice where everyone just talks the same. Which is fine. But, like, I love to hear, like, say, like, David's Boston accent. And, like, uh, even, like like, say, like, Aces, like, Georgian. Like, it's just such a different, like, you have every different, like, walk of life. But, uh, yeah, so the first challenge is the the repelling one. Um, they crawl backwards, and, um, my first notes, basically, are mostly about David and the fact that he's so fucking hot, (laughs) like- Oh my god! He's, like, collegiately hot, is what my notes say, like, he's going back to his MBA, and like- All I can say is that I
1: remember- I I can't believe I forgot that it was the first challenge where Julie tried to kill Veronica.
0: Oh, right, right, right. So, they all start going one by one, um- also, like, there's a point at which Timmy... Okay, so, before we get to the Veronica and Julie thing, which is basically the end of the, the challenge part, pretty much, is um, there's a scene where Timmy... Like, they were rappelling backwards, and, like, the harness... They have this little harness he's in that you're supposed to, like, keep your back on while you rappel backwards. It's kind of like you're on, like... Almost like you're going under a car to do car work. Like, it kind of keeps you, like, up, in a sense, so you don't have to, like, pull your full body weight while you're rappelling backwards. Timmy, like, wiggled and got out of it. So he had to, like, basically, like, free climb. Like, imagine hanging from a rope like a monkey bar and having to just like, climb forward like that. It's wild. Everyone else gets to use their feet. So, like, and he still does it. It's amazing. It's very impressive. But so everyone's pretty much just, like, zipping along. Some people are really good at it. Um, then we get to fucking... So we figure out, like, the way that they figure it out is that some people are DQing because they're losing their balance. <laughs> Um, because it is kind of hard, like, basically, if you picture a sloth, like, you have, like, the, your hands and your feet are gripping around this rope hanging upside down. So, if you lose while you're switching backwards, like, you're swiveling back to go across the rope, some people are, like, accidentally going too fast, or, like, they're too weak, and they wiggle, and then their feet fall, and then they get dq Because if their hands get off the rope, they're dq so That's why Timmy doing it without his feet is impressive, because he could have technically dq but he's like, no, I'm not he, yeah. doing that. So he just doesn't He's like really it. good. It's a He's... very impressive scene, to be honest. I was like, what the fuck? And so, um, one by one, several people DQ, and they figure out, based off of the way that the, the DQs have fallen, um, in order for Real World to win, Julie has to get Veronica to DQ in order for them to win, basically. They need to even out the DQ. I don't know what her logic is there, though, because then she, she would still have to keep going to yeah. win. But she doesn't seem to care about keep going. Like, she could have just tried to beat her and then decude her at the end. But in in this, she just immediately jumps on Veronica. So, once again, Julie, I mentioned before, she's a piece of trash. Um, <laughs> she's awful. She's terrible. Right from the get-go, she tries to murder <laughs> Veronica. In cold blood, as far as I'm concerned. So there's this crazy scene, which I it's think is, so like, insane. iconic. It's this, like, classic, classic challenge. Veronica has
1: scream- Everyone's screaming. What so much
0: screaming? So this is a scene you probably- Like, you remember, it's, like, deep in the recesses of your mind. If you watch this at all, if you watch the scene, you're gonna remember the way she says, what is she doing? Because she's in a true panic. Because, okay, so everyone gets strapped in, they have that little extra harness on the back to help them make it easier to-, to Uh, repel, but there is a safety harness that's latched in just for, you know, it's a fucking TV show. They don't want anyone to get killed or the risk of getting killed if they fall. So, the people that have DQ'd other people, there are other people that did like, um... DQ and then force another person to DQ, although that person ends up DQing every time, so why are they even doing it? They're just eliminating It's like... They're expecting Julie to be competent. She's not. I know. It's so frustrating. But, like, more than one person had tried that, and they just also disqualified. Because in order to get someone to fall from a rope, you kind of have to fuck up your own rope in order to do it, so, like, people are trying to cross streams, and then they're knocking each other off, and in the process, falling, basically. So, Julie tries to do the same thing, but Julie is an idiot, and she is, like, really, again, like, shoving, shoving Veronica, and then there's, like, a full-on fight for a little while while the two of them, like, both grip on the ropes, and then it, it, it literally, like, it, it, escalates to the point where Dave has to get a megaphone, Dave Mira, the host, has to be like, guys, stop fighting, try and do the challenge for five seconds, and so this is our, and then again, Julie immediately starts trying to sabotage her again, and Julie, like, an idiot, they're telling her... Well, I don't even know who... I think it's still partly her own decision to do this, because she's, like, claiming in a talking head that she, they've all decided to try and DQ Veronica. But mm-hmm. the the concept is, again, to knock her off the rope. Julie starts going for her harness, and I don't know for sure that there's not some, like, secondary backup safety harness. I'm sure there is. Legally, that seems insane that they would just let someone that close to the other person... Yeah. ...and have them fight and have them have no, like... Maybe there's, like, a down... There's, like, below, there's, like, a way to... Get caught like a net, but I don't know. It looks to me like she's basically trying to murder this girl. So she's like trying to get her to fall off the rope. So she starts going for her harness, and then like honestly, people on both teams are kind of like, whoa, 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 stop! What are you doing? Probably because like I think some of her team are like, what are you doing? Like this is stupid. Stop! Just start going. You've already freaked her out. Just try and beat her. Because Julie allegedly is supposed to be the good player. She could just try and do well, but she's instead trying to do this, like, you know, I'm gonna do one for the team and sabotage her! Smiley, smiley, smiley face. And it all just, it it, it tantamounts to insanity. Julie eventually, they both DQ, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just a lot of screaming. Poor Veronica's in tears, and I don't, I don't like to root for Veronica, because she's, again, a snake. But but yeah, she's
1: genuinely terrified And I
0: would be too, because honestly, if she, like, I don't know how else to describe if you haven't seen it, but, like, she's, like, feeling around her back for, like, a latch. And, like, that feels tenuous at best, being up on this big, giant rope. So, I'd truly be like, is this idiot gonna get me killed because she's trying to win a challenge? And, honestly, if anyone would do it, it'd be Julie. Like, she's an idiot. Like, she'd accidentally kill someone because she wanted to,
1: like- She would say God made her do it. Oh, my
0: God. Where was her, like, sobbing, kneeling, crying, and praying after this? She only Uh, only does that later on after, like, she has too much hate in her heart one day. uh, So when we mentioned she's a Mormon before, like, she's not just a Mormon. She's, like, a fucking Mormon. So, like, I don't like- And a hypocritical
1: one at that, too. Right, exactly.
0: And I don't ever mean to, to begrudge anyone of their own faith, whatever, you do you, but, like, she's, like- Honestly, one of the type of people that, like the third thing she tells you about herself is that she loves God. Like it's okay to have hobbies, but maybe let's tuck them back into like. And where are you from? Because she's truly like you know. Have you have you heard the good news? Like every single scene, and she, she brings uses up that
1: to make it seem like she's a good person compared which to everyone. Is
0: I think one of the most hilariously like misconstrued elements of of Julie, the character on the show, and the person, I guess, is that, like, she truly thinks that she is better than everyone here, and we'll get into that, because there's a whole plot about Julie, essentially, where she's just utter, utter trash, but I yeah. think she truly thinks that because she's religious, and it's especially apparent in the second season as well, but, like, in this one, she's, I'm religious, so... I'm better than you. And it's so ironic that the person who's like, so like, you know, I love God. I love Jesus. Let's all pray is actually, I think one of the cruelest people in the show and one of the most manipulative people in the show. Slut shaming too. Don't forget about that. racist, uh, coded racism constantly. And then just generally, I think an all around poor sport, like just a bad player, not just like, like, like poor sportsmen, like sore loser, Sore winner, sore everything. Like she's just a bad. She's just got honestly like the scene where she cries later like, I have too much hate in my heart. I agree with her in that scene. I'm like you do, but, she, but you're not she working on learn it from that. because she's actually crying. And then there's a scene where you're like, oh, maybe she's like coming to Jesus literally, and she's realizing she fucked up. But like. No, she's just saying, I miss my family, this is too hard, I-, I can't be- It's because
1: I'm surrounded by all these bad people. Yeah,
0: like, she's not blaming herself for her own bad sins and, like, motivations. She's not dealing- she's not looking inward, she's only just saying, I'm surrounding myself with evilness, and I'm being affected by it, and I shouldn't let that happen. It's it's really- it's honestly, like, she's a villain to me, and in a, in a real-life kind of way, because this is a reality TV show. I hope she's not like that. I hope this is all editing because I know editing fucks a lot of people over in a reality TV show, but she comes across like an out-and-out devil in the show, and I'm like, I'm so anti-Julie. I would say the rest of the episode will be partly me just finding reasons to hate on Julie, so buckle up. And I think we can
1: both agree on that. I think, I think we can agree on both Julie and Leah, where they're not oh, even Leah's people you would think are, are are like the villains, but they're people they suck so you much. Know, the thing is, as, like, as I as never,
0: I never hated her in her season. I don't. I, she was homophobic, I think, at parts, but like, she's mostly like whatever. She's just like a boring person. She's also like not a very interesting person to watch, but like. Mm-hmm. I don't remember hating her. She was just, like, a naive idiot. She's definitely the young one. She was, like, either, like, 18 or 19. She was very young on that show.
1: I always hated um, her here on The Challenge. I'm just like, oh, yeah, no.
0: But it's... If you
1: always see she's nice, I'm like, what are you seeing?
0: Yeah, it's just... It's... All I, all I mean is to say, like, she's... She's a very frustrating person to watch because she is constantly yelling at other people. Like, very projecting. Like, she is... Everything she yells at other people for having done, she's basically doing herself in the same moment. And it's very hard to watch, because... I mean, people do call her on it, but, like, no one really understands it until... Like, I hope that everyone who was in the show, if they watched it later, was like, holy shit, this bitch is nuts. And I think they kind of do in the second season, they realize, like, no one trusts her at that point. But this is still at a point where she has some kind of good faith, and people are kind of like like... The second season, she's considered a good guy when she comes back, which I, which I, I, I will I've, never uh, understand, because she is a villain. I think the entire classification of those good guys and badasses in
1: Inferno 2 makes no sense on so many levels.
0: Which we'll get into, because that's like a whole, like, it's... Because they, they also wouldn't...
1: They're coward, too big of a coward to say good guys versus bad guys, too.
0: Yeah, it was bad badasses, badasses
1: is not an evil thing.
0: No, it's stupid. Anyway, so... She, she, like, basically tries to murder Veronica and then doesn't win and then they all lose and the Road Rules wins, I think, right? Like, that's how it all shakes out we, after all that drama. Yeah,
1: this one. Yeah. So, Rules, like, sweeps this game. Yeah,
0: Road Rules, this is... I mean, I am happy with the fact that they eventually go away from this. I mean, this Battle of the season and the Battle of the uh, Sexes are a little bit better. Yeah. Because Road Rules was a show Inferno about 2, challenges. It's yeah, gonna have the, people that are better at challenges in it, basically. Yeah.
1: And by... in, in uh, Inferno 2 is when it officially, I think, starts just doing, they mix them, because Gauntlet 2 is veterans versus rookies, so.
0: Right, and I mean, like, I understand the concept of, like, wanting to do everybody who's, like, has their own in- inland drama, and it works to a degree, but, like, the problem is partly, like, they're so, like, top-heavy episodes at times, because eventually Road Rules does have a ton of drama when it comes to the Katie plot line. But for the majority of the first half of the season, it's just, like, the, they, they cut to the rules voting in people into the Inferno, and it's, like, a two-minute conversation. And then everyone does their vote, and they're like, sounds good, alright, break. And then they cut to Real World, and there's immediately drama, it goes on for, like, 20 minutes, and it's, like, Real World is good at that kind of interpersonal drama, but it almost is, like, uneven in a, in a sense, where it kind of comes across, like, this team is such... It's almost too much yeah. drama in that sense.
1: And now that the, the the challenges are more intense, like physically intense, now there's more of a balance anyway, because there's no world to funnel it anyway. Right. Everyone's kind of like working to to Do be well. better for the competition themselves too. But at this time, it was like, oh no. Yeah. Real world doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah,
0: it's weird. And the other, the only other thing we'll get into as we go to the because we basically get to the Inferno um second uh runner-up challenge next, but. The funny thing, I, I do think there's, like, a subplot here that it reminds me so much of, like, the 2000s and, like, 90s, like, movie plots where there's, like, I it's almost like this, like, a TV show in the 2000s where, like, you have this side character, Jeremy, who's, like, a newbie who replaced someone last time and he's, like, there to prove himself, quote-unquote. But, like, it's so funny because there's this whole side quest for Jeremy to, like, I wanna be considered a cool guy and then they cut to everyone else and they're like, Yeah, there's also Jeremy, he's fine or whatever and then they cut to Jeremy and he's like, They like me and it's like this whole thing where he like thinks it's his whole Jeremy is a sweet guy too, but it's But just... it is so it's lame. Sweet... And it's like it's like a true like embarrassing edit where I was like, Oh like he yeah. is being but honest he, he just... but his
1: speech at the end where it's like, oh, wait, oh he's actually God. probably the only decent person and they don't listen to his advice at all. <laughs> I
0: didn't like, see, I'm different than you. I didn't like that at all. I was like, was it St. Jeremy? Let's, like, fucking calm down. They treat <laughs> him like he's died for their sins. I'm like, just, like, relax. But they go not treat him like that because, remember, they don't listen to his advice at all after about true. being good to each other but and it, not fighting. It, oh, you know what it reminds- Okay, you thank you for- You literally just triggered what it was in my brain. So, it's specifically, it reminds me of Uh, Todd from Community in the, uh, in the, uh, Yeah, yeah. uh, First episode of the third season where they're choosing partners and they all don't want Todd. And Todd's just like, I'm just here to get a partner. I'm fine, whatever. And he's like a war hero and everything in the background. But like, he's just like, (laughs) he came back to like, there's like a whole speech he gives at the end where he's like a war hero who just survived. He's come back to get to, to earn some money for his daughter. (laughs)
1: This part's going to be taken out of context, and then people are going to be thinking we're insulting the troops again, no, like, in that 2
0: no. <laughs> episode. No, no, no. But so, all I mean, all I mean is that, like, there's, there's a scene in Community, season three, episode one, where, like, you have Todd, who's this very earnest character, who's just, like, there for the ride, and then at the very end, he's like, what the fuck's wrong with you people? And, like, that's kind of where he is, where, but there's, like, scenes where he's, like, super interested, and you're like, dude, calm down, you're, like, way too, you're almost like, creepily interested in us for a minute, like. He's, like, a little bit, like, a, like a latch on kind of thing, and it's, like... I
1: do think he has the best reaction to, uh, Julie almost killing Katie, because, like, he's about to, like, jump off the edge with how much he's trying to stop Julie from killing it's, Veronica. Is,
0: it's a very harrowing scene, because I don't know for sure it was actually that serious, because it doesn't seem like the, 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 the producers or, like, the set really stopped in it. But the thing is, it, it is complicated by the fact that they are hanging mid-air in the middle of, like, two buildings, so it's, like, echoey... And it's not really easy to get her, they can't pull them apart necessarily, so it's, like, kind of awkward, like, obviously they must have some kind of backup in that situation, but, like, it is awkward because they kind of are out of arm's reach, and, like, if this girl pulls her safety harness off, will she plummet, like, several stories to her death? Question mark. Yeah, and it was <laughs> early
1: enough in the in the challenge that they weren't get, going through every single contingency her, too, because Oh yeah,
0: maybe they wouldn't
1: think people would do this because you know psycho. you should know better than try to yank them out of their harness.
0: Yeah, and so um so yeah so we get so Jeremy I brought up Jeremy but mostly because he just volunteers because he's like I want to prove myself. And he's like, guys, I'm gonna... He's, like, talking to the camera, like, I'm gonna prove myself. And everyone's like, well, yeah, whatever, dude. You are lost here.
1: <laughs> his Inferno, when they get into the Inferno and, and they find out what it is, and his confessional is, like, the most white boy thing ever, oh, where he's like, I love gross things. It's a bug thing. Uh, he's just going on, yeah, I love gross stuff. I'm like, oh, this white boy stuff right here. Right. That's the whitest thing you can
0: say. Yeah, and so then they all vote he for He probably wears
1: shorts in the winter, too. I
0: know, right. And so, it's him and Timmy. Timmy also volunteers, which I think is very sweet, too. And then, um... The thing is, like, real rules, I think, has the right way about it, and eventually real world has to adapt this because they have too much conflict and they realize this is the best way to do it, is um, that people should volunteer to go into the Inferno, because that means that they're going to be in the right mindset for it, they're eager to go, and they've done their part, so they're not going to feel like they're going to get picked that time. So, like, yeah. it is, it's a better scenario when people are saying, I'll go, if I lose, I lose, but at least I'm going on my own terms, whereas... Every time you have someone voting against you, there's immediately some interpersonal drama where it's like, "What the fuck? I don't want to do this. I can't believe you did yeah. this." And then there's like a lot of weird, like, hate. there's there's complications to like, this. Why are you
1: sending me in here? But it what do you think about me? Yet? It definitely
0: helps, uh, and partly it's just it's because the people that go in originally are the people that are willing to volunteer, so they're usually like better people and better sports, so you get, you get better like results. Eventually, other people who don't want to volunteer start having to volunteer, and shit gets weird, so we'll get there. But so, um, the real world instantly has drama, though, even though Timmy and Jeremy get picked. They're like, uh, Cyrus and Ace get picked. There's a whole lot of, like, Ace is kind of, like, snapping at people, like, he doesn't want to go, and it's like, well... You're it's gonna exactly this. what CT said about him. It's just, like, it's 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 very immediately... And I feel so bad. So you mentioned before, Cyrus underestimates himself. So all the guys have these timed runs. Like, everybody does, really. And so um, the guy is, uh, he's like, I'm the worst guy. I had to deal with the fact that I'm old. I got voted to the Inferno because they don't want the old guy. I get it. So then they didn't tell people at the time of the actual, like, game what their scores were. So, like, say it took someone 32 seconds. It took someone else 28 seconds. Cyrus is thinking he did, he fucked up, he did slow, and then eventually at the end of the day, after they voted him into the Inferno, they listed the, 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 the times, and he did the best out of everybody, and he's yeah. like, what the fuck? And it's, like, such a real moment, where he's, like, he he's kind of annoyed, but, like, you get, he's still like, I get it, but it's like, see, you guys fucked up, and I think it's great, because yeah. you also see everybody on their team, like, ooh, we kind of fucked up, <laughs> we didn't know he was yeah. that kind a competitor, and now they're kind of worried, um, but it's so- Because,
1: they, they assume that the younger butts, of course, are, it to be better, obviously.
0: Right. And it's honestly, the thing is, yes, he's in his 30s, but he's, like, a, still a pretty decent-sized dude. And also, Smart. early 30s! I know, this right? Early 30s! great shape and young. But it, it's also, like, he's, there's, there's points in the challenge later on where Braun is important, but, like, a good mixture of both is good, and he is a good mixture of both. Especially because, yeah. like... Like, him and, say, like, David are both, I think, pretty intelligent people, but they're also, like, very ripped in some ways, like, compared to some people. We
1: get it. You love David. All right, man.
0: (laughs) But so, so he, he gets voted in. He's like, oh. And then also, like, Cyrus, I always remember this specific, like, marketing shot. I think they used as promo for the whole season because he was like, dun-da-da-da, and he's like, I'm going to go win it anyway, and it's Cyrus saying, dun-da-da-da, and I swear to God, I, I heard that on, like... Every promo after like TRL and Daria every day for my entire life. Like it was every single moment. <laughs> so like it's just Cyrus saying, You know what? I don't even care that I'm the best person I'm getting voted in. I'm gonna win anyway and he goes like dun, 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 and he volunteers to go regardless. And then we have the next challenge, which is the bird feeder challenge, which is I my notes are just like I would crush at this challenge because I don't like the worms or anything, but like if money were on the line, and all I had to do was just, like, scoop worms and birdseed in my mouth, I would, like, dominate it, just, I feel like. I, this
1: in general, even now the challenge, I'm like, if I had just gotten in shape and everything, I wasn't, and I, I went for the challenge, I wouldn't be a little bitch who punts on a thing. Right! I wouldn't be afraid of water. I know how to swim, so I'm already ahead of most black people <laughs> on
0: the challenge. It's, it's wild to me that there's a point, well, in this, was it this one, or maybe it was the first challenge I forget maybe it's the second one next episode but there's a point where Katie's like I didn't realize I'd be doing this kind of stuff I'm like well bitch what did you think it was gonna be
1: like,
0: yeah. I, 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 are you talking about
1: also the one where Leah has her panic attack?
0: No, no, no. This is what Katie is like. I didn't think this yeah. is the type of challenges we were going to be doing. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is a reality TV show. Fear Factor was set at its height right now. I'm like, you're an idiot of if you course, don't think you're going to do stuff.
1: They have the, the bug Inferno, obviously. It's funny because in
0: retrospect, I'm like, these are really wimpy challenges. I would crush at every single one of these. But like. Right?
1: Especially the final.
0: I'm like, this is oh the was final. The one where they have, uh two white people eat hot peppers i was like jesus christ this is the well, latest thing i've ever seen cookies iconic challenge but at the same time i would crush it i know i was exa- i was thinking the same thing so i actually enjoy the fact that the infernos are very relatable infernos that people are capable of winning themselves at home um, because that's what it used to be. Reality TV used to be a lot more, like, approachable. Now, I mean, they have something, to, like, you could do certain things at home, I mean, but, like...
1: Yeah. Now I appreciate how, weird. like, intense it is, just for the athleticism and competition right. of it all. But it, it's pretty it's hilarious weird. to see how easy these were.
0: Exactly. And how people were freaking out. Um, so, so they they go into the bird feeder challenge. Everyone has to scoop a mouthful With of, um, it's, I think it's Runaway maggots. slave Darrell. <laughs> it's, like, maggots and birdseed, or some kind of... I think it's worm. I don't know what it is. Yeah, Some it's kind worms. Of... I think because worms is probably the safest bet. It's, not may, it's worms, right? Yeah, they're like mealworms or something. And it's whatever. You don't have to swallow them. You just gulp them like up in your mouth and then spit it into a bird feeder. And yeah. then whoever gets the highest amount wins. Um, uh, Timmy is adorable on this. He's so he's very cute. Like this is where I'm this whole like he's like they all wear these little bird outfits like right out of like uh Los Polos. Like it's like very like um. Like, 90s, like, punk era, like, wearing a big giant bird costume, running around with, like, Dave Mira and, like, punk music in the background. <laughs> like, it's a very, yes. like, punk music scene this whole show. So, like, the scene is basically them all running back and forth in bird outfits. There's a point where, like, Katie's just coughing the whole time and she's, like, a really bad competitor. And this is where, like, the, the Katie stuff really starts to come. I think she DQ'd it first, too. Yeah. I don't remember. But... Yeah,
1: she's just not a good competitor. And it's,
0: like, not, like, honestly
1: for the bullying,
0: but she's not a good competitor. Exactly. Like I, The thing, the bullying gets goes to a place that's probably not fair, although she's also sometimes a bit rude back, but like, the thing is like, she's not really fit for this challenge, and once she realized, she even says herself, I didn't think these were the type of things we were going to be doing, you should have been like, bye, because either you want the money and you stay, or you leave. Like, What do you expect to happen here? You can't just show up and not do well, because, and then stay? Yeah, at this point, they were
1: really, a lot of them were just like, it's a vacation, right? But no.
0: No, it's it's crazy. And so she's, like, struggling, and they're really, really annoyed. She goes, like, uh... Uh, three... Le- There's a great scene where... I forget who exactly says it. I think it might be Darrell or something, but he says... Someone says, Katie went three laps before she... St- oh, wait, no. I think it was Timmy, because Timmy is just hilarious all the time. He's giving these great soundbite answers that you need on a show like this. He's like, Katie went three laps before she started coughing up worms, cornmeal, and marble miles... she seriously smokes like a chimney so I don't you kind of do see it in certain scenes but like there's this ongoing joke we'll get to where everyone's just constantly referencing the fact that she's like an alcoholic who drinks and smokes constantly I'm like Jesus Christ cause there's like later on they're like all all Kitty does is smoke and drink and I'm like Jesus this is like really dark and personal but and when she's like
1: she trying to say something that's not affecting her, and she's smoking, and you see the shot on the ground like, all the cigarette
0: butts. She smoked earlier. Oh, I didn't- No, <laughs> well, she's not bothered. I wish I had seen that. No, I didn't see that. But, yeah, so they're- they're making fun of the fact that she's, like, not a good competitor because she smokes, which is, like, very classic. She case. has no
1: cardio whatsoever, because, no. again, she's a chain smoker.
0: Exactly, and it's- she's only, like, 5'1 or something. She's, like, four, Yeah, she's-
1: so small. She's tiny. She's got smoker's voice. She's,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's funny, so- She's great. But uh, It's not a good time. And so Cyrus destroys everybody because he wanted the lifesaver because he is a good competitor and he wins again. So he is literally a good competitor. He sends Ace to Inferno because he gets the lifesaver. So um, Ace goes in. It's this honey on the head challenge. Um, oh, I think also Robles wins, right? Despite Katie? Right. Uh...
1: Yeah. I
0: forget exactly now. I think the first one. Yeah, Rose win.
1: wins like all but one basically.
0: Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Real World wins just this one. This like there's like three or four times they win, guys. It's yeah, real they bad. win
1: like this, and then it goes back to Road Rules uh, streak, and then they break the streak for one, and then it goes back to Road
0: Rules the rest of the time essentially. So the the Real World wins this one because Cyrus is a monster and he destroys it. Um, and then so they uh, send Ace in his place to the Inferno, and um, Ace immediately freaks out like i mean it's another pretty iconic scene where like he gets all his honey or whatever lathered on his head and then they put a bunch of like mealworms and like uh millipedes and stuff on his head and he had to like stay inside the box longest and almost immediately i mean like I can't, it's truly like he sticks his head in and then says nope and sticks it right back out and then runs away into the and pool the, yeah yeah which is, like, dude, don't fuck the pullet with, like, mealworms on your head. Like, what an asshole. <laughs> but, like, they must have had water or a hose. He's just a poor sport. Like, he's, the, like, exactly what Mike says. He's, like, a shitty competitor. Or no, CT. CT says he's, like yeah. a shitty competitor. And so he he's immediately left the And CT goes. didn't even mean
1: it in, a, in, a, in a, like, a mean way. It was, like, just, my friend is this guy who, like... We'll get to the change. CT
0: stuff, because CT comes across, like, a mafia boss in this, which is both to say that he is correct in his strategy, but, d- like deadly cruel, like, truly, like, so directly honest and, like, rude, but, like, truthful that it's shocking to watch. Like, you don't usually see people be this out-and-out, like, aggressive on TV without also being violent, usually. Like, it's a very, yeah. it's a very mafioso style. get like,
1: too angry and violent CT in, in different seasons, on. just yeah. not here. He's very... There's one thing I, I guess I learned about CT recently, which made a lot of sense, because people just assume like he's just some dumb Southie Boston guy. Mm-hmm. Like I guess he was in college for engineering. Like he's really intelligent, really? but because of the ang- yeah he because of the anger issues, people think that like he's just like white trash or whatever. And it's like no, he's like a really smart and calculating guy who had a lot of issues and had basically dealt with them on TV. Mm-hmm. And that's why it comes out because you can see you can see how like calculating and intelligent he is in this season right here.
0: Right. I mean he's. I mean we'll get to the whole scene later on, but he. I honestly said there like I I wish he would have been nominated for an Emmy for a certain scene. Like it's honestly that sounds <laughs> insane. But uh, I wish I, maybe I'll be able to find a clip of the actual scene because it's truly some of the best. I, I. It's so good. It's really good. It's like the shit that they get like on the Amazing Race. Like he's he's operating on a level later on in the season that truly is like oh he's upping the game of this show like the way Mike did when he came on originally like he's taking it to a different level it's just yes
1: yeah, he's an all-time great competitor but it just it took him forever to even to win yeah. one because of his anger issues and like he, he at a certain point he was not allowed on the show because uh, like his, his violence and he, had to, he basically had to show that he could handle like being on the show
0: mm-hmm. and so in this um Ace freaks out, they're all like, he fucking sucks, and uh, Jeremy's thrilled that he wins, he's like, it's like, dude, everyone's like, good job, man, he's like, on the best. like, everything's awesome, and it's like, dude, calm down, he won, it's good, <laughs> like, he's very, very, very excited. And then, uh, episode three starts with everyone just talking about who's the cutest. I think David is, and no one has David, and they're all monsters for not thinking that of me. Well, <laughs> no, no one
1: was checking for David at that time. Why? Why said, weren't they checking for
0: David? This is a mistake. You weren't checking for David at that time, either. No, I was. I was absolutely checking for him at the time. He was definitely, like, the, the cutest to me. I had, a, I had a weird taste in people for my entire life. <laughs> There's something about the fact that he has curls that just, like, Yeah. I don't know. Oh, God. I think that's a part of it. Do you need a moment? No, but I think that's a huge part of it. Like, his appeal is partly, like, that, like, rough, like, rumpled, like, professorial type. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dear. No, am I wrong in that? Because I I understand that because, uh,
1: again, I'm going to say CT because I'm garbage, but also, (laughs) CT through the ages, uh, in one season, Rivals, there is a, um, one of his looks is called Professor CT because (laughs) he just, like, wearing wearing glasses and he's just drinking tea Professor. and it's just
0: like oh i gotta see that for Professor gonna, like, CT is i'll a try to find that that sounds amazing man. but like the david thing specifically is just that like he's got like a very like he just seems like a I don't know if i don't know if it's david from adam but he just seems like a good boyfriend or a good solid catch in a weird way, where it's like a lot, of the, partly because like the other people on this team are crazy. Like Cyrus is also really attractive now, but he was so much older at the time. So like for him to be like a functional human male was like wow. They knocked it out of the park with David, and <laughs> it's like he's just like a normal person. But on these shows, like a normal person is rare. So like oh my god, he's like a real person who looks like attractive and is cool. Like let's let's like get him. So David is like um, not listed, and it's a crime. But uh, Trishell brings up the fact that she thinks Mike uh, it was it was cute, but she did she dated she him for his personality, not his looks. And it's like, oh god, Trishell shut the fuck up! Like, uh, I'm not attracted to Mike. I I understand why he's considered attracted to people, but like, I was so- never
1: actually attracted to him either. I'm just no. like, I, I like Mike. I, I think he's a great guy. It
0: make I mean, it makes sense. He's like a an anatomically attractive person, but like, I just don't. That's not like my thing. So like, I get why like it's it's stupid that she's saying this, essentially. Like, she's saying, I was trying- But, like, he's definitely considered to be, like, a hard-drop th- at this point, I would say, on the show. Yeah. Like, he, him and, like, I think Abram are, like, considered to be two of the more, like- More so even, like, CT, for example. Like, CT's more, like, the, the quiet, violent type. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas those are, like, I think the traditionally, like, you know, frat guy, or even Ace before he left. Like, he, they're more, like, traditional, like, doofy dudes who are on the show. Even more so than, like- jeremy or shane or timmy like i think those are like more like abram and mike were like the quintessential frat guys that were popular of this era like even david i don't think falls into that as well like it's more like the jock dudes are the and i think daryl as well on the show like i'm trying to think other guys that were like really fratty i think in the second season there's a little more of that too um but so they're all like kind of like talking amongst each other um, sure, Leah throws out randomly that she's like well the cutest one's definitely Daryl <laughs> it's like you <'cause> you're <laughs> fucking him girl but I just I thought he was older too I guess he's not he just comes across like so much older to me for some reason <laughs> like maybe cause he's like always talking about the money and it just comes across <laughs> as such an older motivator that it comes across like he's an adult who's here for the money and everyone else is here just to, like not make friends <laughs> like that's basically where he comes across so he's Pretty, I was probably pretty young at this point but it certainly comes across like he's you get a little more experienced than say like the 19 year olds on the show there are some oh, of them. yeah you're for the money <laughs> oh god and so they're all kind of talking amongst each other um there's like a, a brief mention of the fact that Leah is like kind of hooking out with him later on too we'll get to um but so um, Mike is
1: at the club is, like, where
0: it's funny though because like as Trichelle's talking about like Mike and how she's like well, we're, we're still, like, um, we're still friends, though, it's fine, and she's like, I'm not gonna like, talk no, ill with him, and it cuts to Mike, like, talking all this shit about Trishel, and so- How she broke
1: up with him and then immediately started making out with someone else across from him.
0: I, like, I kind of loved it at the time, I'm like, this is great, I love this, this is high-quality entertainment, good for you, Trishel, living your life, I don't know the situation, maybe it was very fraught, like, I'm, I'm proud of her in some moment, but later on in the episode we find out it's not really cool. So he starts talking about the fact that she, she dated a bunch of guys afterwards, like, five guys, oh my god, five guys! <laughs> it's just like, Jesus Christ, let's calm down. But then, later on, the, they go to a club together, because that's what they used to do back on this show. <laughs> they all just, like, hop They, in they still do that! Oh, they do? It. Oh, god. So they all hop in this, like, disgusting, like, um, van, Voyager van or whatever, and they all go to a club downtown, and they're all- it's so gross, and they're all just, like, grinding on each other, and then you get Trichelle, like, jealous of him, I, I don't yeah, think because. He's into with
1: Christina. Who right, the story is later in the season, as, as we'll discuss.
0: Oh, what? <laughs> what? I don't even remember that for some reason. Yeah, it was Mike and Christina because they,
1: they mentioned it actually because you didn't get to see the reunion, but they mentioned the reunion. They talk about it, and Christina's like, Mike was trying to dip into the chocolate.
0: <laughs> oh my god, man! Mike was but... fucking like sticking it everywhere. Apparently, well, he and didn't he didn't was get giving it,
1: shit. Get... Like, what the fuck? Get... Well, he didn't get a chance to because Trichelle decided she was going to beat
0: them all up. Yeah, that's so dumb. So, Mike, we mentioned before, Mike dated Trichelle, then they broke up before, they met on the gauntlets, they met on the show before, and then Mike is, in this season, flirting first with Christina, and that ends for a moment, and then eventually he starts, like, kind of hooking up with Kendall, which we'll get to. I think he and Christina
1: literally just danced. but No, it's literally
0: just dancing, but Trichelle's drunk, it's clear she's probably pretty drunk or something. And she's mad at him for like being near a girl when she's there. And it's like, well, what? Then don't come. Like, if you can't handle this, then don't come. Because you met on the show. Do well, you mean? he's not gonna date other people? This is his work. Like, you meet people at work. So she's like mad, and she's like real, like in everybody's face, yelling. And Coral's like, "What the fuck are you doing? You're on our team. Stopping an idiot. Get she's out of his girl's fight face. Fight all
1: her teammates. Yeah, and like... it's like."
0: She's not even, like, I honestly don't think Coral even really gets into a fight, per se. Like, it's more just, like, because you trying not. trying to calm her down. Yeah. yeah, and then she's drunk, and all Trichelle remembers is that Coral, like, freaked out at her. And then Coral holds a bit of a grudge, but it's fair because literally, like, the last time she interacted with Trichelle, Trichelle says, I'm gonna beat you guys up, get the fuck away from me. And Trichelle never comes and says sorry, never comes and apologizes to Coral. She does pull Mike aside later on. And, uh, talk to him about it, but, like, she never actually makes the actual, like, um, uh, the situation right with Coral, and I honestly, like, think one of the more, like, sordid moments is when everyone's trying to pit Coral against the whole house, and it's like, no one's actually listening to what Coral's been saying the whole time, is that she's like, I'm not mad at you, I'm mad that you didn't confront people in this house appropriately with the right kind of response when you fucked up. You only gave Mike an apology, not us. And, like, yes, Mike explains later on, like, Coral, let it go. It's not a big deal. But it's, like, in that moment, yes, she was mad about Mike. But she was screaming at Coral. And Coral deserves an apology, too. So, like, it doesn't matter that she made it right with Mike. She should have made it right with everybody. And, honestly, Coral got mad because she was rude to the whole house. Not just at Coral honestly. So, like, she was kind of mad, too, that she was being rude to Christina, and she's not even on their fucking team. Like, she was like, what's wrong with you? You're being an asshole. And, and like, they never really resolved that, which we'll get to, but... So the next challenge, they do the wreck and roll, which is I honestly think probably one of the best challenges they've ever done on those series. Yellow card. So yellow card shows up. Yes, the band. Yes, the theme song. Um, it's amazing. Well, they play. Well, they're not doing the
1: theme song. They're doing Way Away. This, which is clearly the studio version of Way Away. By the
0: way, I know, right? But it's such it's such iconic. Yellow card. It's so good. There's even like a backflip at one point, which if you saw them in concert, everyone usually like wait for it and then freak the fuck out when he backflip. So like when
1: I saw them in concert, like during their Farewell Tour. I it was like, do the backflip. He did not do the backflip. Well, he's probably was...
0: old at that point. Like, yeah. He's furious. not been doing it too many years. But I so, know. This challenge is rad. So basically, they, they both, they, both teams get big guitars. There's a scene where, like, who was it? I think it's like Abram or something wants the guitar. And they're like, Abram, what are you doing? Give it to Jeremy. It was, he, he's he, a wolf. He screams about it
1: because he's, he's
0: Abram. Yeah. And then they're like, give it to Jeremy. He's our weakest player. And Jeremy's like, it's so cool I got a guitar. And it's like, ooh, awkward. <laughs> and so. They, he gets a guitar, and I think it's like Julie or someone—I forget. Someone else gets a guitar too. And then... Yeah, it's it's also it, it's isn't Darrell to him? He's like, you're strong like me. We don't we don't need a guitar. I was like Darrell, you're strong, but like, let's calm down. You're not. A- I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. know. Really...
1: Darrell's actually—he's a quiet badass. Is uh, there uh-huh. is a later season where Darrell, unfortunately, he gets into a fight not because like he's causing shit, but because someone is like so drunk he basically needs to stop them or yeah Yeah. and you just see like the punch and then the next shot is a confessional where the guy's eye is so swollen because Darrell's a boxer oh is he that explains a lot because there's this
0: whole thing there's this mentality with Darrell where they keep talking about him like he's this tough dude and he's like he's a in tough like in shape dude But he's like definitely like scrawny compared to like say Mike and yeah because Abram Mike's
1: getting into wrestling shape at this point.
0: But I mean, and I understand like some of that, and same with Abram are like um what do you call them like uh there's a name for that right like glamour muscles like they're like glamour muscles they're more just like for the show. But like Abram is also just like a fucking psycho. Like they're ripped in a sense that like if he has to like lift a huge weight, they could do that. Whereas I didn't necessarily see Darrell pull that off, Mm -hmm. but. I'm sure maybe he's got like that boxer, so that makes sense. If they all maybe know that. Because the thing is, like with the show, they don't like give like a full history of the, each person. So like, there's probably some stuff that they all know about Darrell from talking to him, and they just they all talk about him like he's this tough dude competitor, and he doesn't really always do that. But like he wins most times. So, like he yeah, definitely he's always, is good. He's
1: up, I'm the winning team, but you're not seeing him win like the lifesaver or whatever, right, So and you that's, don't think. That, but yeah. honestly,
0: like that's also what means he's a good player because that means that they must a know he's strong and they want to keep him there, and b. Like, he's middle of the pack enough that he's not getting voted in every time or anything. So, he's definitely good. So, anyway, so they, they, um, they're in charge of the, um, so the two, there's, like, two people on both sides get, um, a big, uh, like, electric guitar kind of thing. And it's the joke of, like, you know, uh, a band wrecking a hotel room. You have to wreck a hotel room the most and then shove it into a box. Whoever weighs more at the end of the round wins it's awesome to watch people just wreck a room with yellow card in the talking, background. It seems like a fun challenge to do. Yeah. And it's, I mean, some of it's a little hard to, like, understand because they're just sort of, like, crashing bases and stuff. Like, it's more just sort of for the destruction of it all, but they seem to be having a great time and you get to watch, like, a yellow card concert, so I'm all about it. <laughs> um, completely the And
1: then wins because, of again. course, they do.
0: And then Holly and Katie get voted in. Um, uh, the Real World cannot nominate without drama again because that's, how they live. Um, Cyrus is a genius. Um, He is, like, immediately trying to, to, like, completely de-escalate the situation. Because, okay, so, the drama of the night before, first of all, they kind of get to the point where they're almost ready to vote people in. And then uh, Coral brings up the fact that, like, she has issues with Trichelle. And then explains why. So, like, she is saying, I'm going to um, vote for Trichelle because she... Told me to go fuck off and wanted to beat me up last night, and it's like, and she's like, she was like, "Why did you have to bring that up in this meeting? I can't believe you would do that." And it's like, it's well, being open reason.
1: and it's being very transparent for this game.
0: I mean, honestly, what's a better reason to do that than to say like, "Hey, they were rude to me and they're not a good teammate." I don't. And you said you were gonna beat teammates. up
1: your other teammates too, not
0: just it- me. Like, and you never made it better. So as far as I know, you still want to beat me up. It's like a really valid point of view, and then. Trishell is so offended. She calls them the most selfish team of all time. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's literally the exact opposite. Like, I don't understand. And then more—they want more,
1: team unity, and you're ruining this.
0: And I know some of this is the edit because, like, they make Coral look like she's. In the retrospect, they also are talking about Coral like she's ganging up on Trishell, and it's like, no, she states her point you, and then other people vote for Trishell because she's an asshole. And then Trishelle does talk to Mike about it. They were all going to do it anyway, right. but at least
1: Coral vocalized why they were going to exactly. do it. Exactly.
0: And then the thing is that, that she now becomes kind of like the like uh, sacrificial lamb where she explains the reason why they're doing it and then it seems like she masterminded it. And it doesn't help that later on we'll get to, to Julie like, she's like a fucking devil talking in everyone's ears all the time where she's like you know, it's Coral's the one back behind the scenes manipulating things, and, like, they always cut the talking heads of, like, Julie, like, I hate Coral, she's just so much talking, and and I'm just, like, there's so much coded racism in it, because from, like, the second or third, this is the third episode, it's, like, third episode, you immediately have Coral as this, quote-unquote, manipulative, like, evil villain, and every single other women in the team's eyes, and it's, like, we see that she's not being manipulative, but they're just, I guess, because she's of the way... She's playing the game well, and she's doing it straightforward. It's not even,
1: like, she's doing these things behind their back, either. Yeah, and
0: honestly, I know that what you're, you're saying is right. She is playing the game well, but it's like, where's the game even? Like, they have to vote someone in. They've only done two she's challenges. Just using the
1: intelligent, like, uh, reasoning for things, and because it goes against what they would want, these people who are getting thrown okay. in, I guess, then they should manipulate her
0: to be, like, manipulative when she's just telling it like it is, essentially. And the, the frustrating thing, too, is, like, it's, like, She's not that great a competitor either, so it's not like she's, like, getting it in for a personal reason, even though she's, like, Mike, for example, who's, like, crushing it every time. It's, like, if it's yet, you're if not you even good! Child, she's gonna
1: drunkenly mess something up even more besides right? just things. It's like so it's, it's only a matter of time it's so so it
0: ke- It's a constant thing where everyone who gets thrown in after... Uh, Coral states the fact that like I'm voting for them if other people want to too here's why and that's all she says she doesn't even say like we should all do it guys like there there is a version of that that is a true snake and I'm sure maybe Coral does this in the future but Veronica does this constantly where she will truly like pull people aside get a group together and say let's not look at her (laughs) listen what we're gonna do is we're all gonna vote her in like that's a real manipulation situation Coral is just like here's what I'm voting for if you like my reasons do it too it's like a completely honest and she's like immediately a gas! I can't believe you'd vote me in. So it's Holly versus Trichelle into the Inferno. Um... Immediately, they're talking shit about Coral. Trichelle and Julie, because Julie is, I would say, just, like, a complete piece of shit, and is immediately, like, trying to put thoughts in Trishel's head. Like, she's sort of saying, like, yeah, uh, I think it's shitty that she did that, and if it, if it was... It's so, like... Ugh, we'll get into it later on as, like, the Julie shit comes out more, but she also says, like, if I had known she was going to do that, I would have stopped it more in the moment. It's, like, it's classic Julie where she's, like, oh, if only I had known at the time, I would have tried to speak up for you and I would have defended you. It's, like, you could have, in that moment, would stopped yeah. you. You already voted, right, you, you anything, could have said, yeah, meeting, I'm changing my vote because out. that's rude or something, or I'm I'm voting for you, Coral, because you're being really rude. It's just, like, no. And she, there's a scene later on where she talks to Mike about it, and she even says, like, she just, stood uh, she talks about Trichelle and Coral getting into a fight later on, and she's like, she just stood up to, to Coral. Isn't that amazing? Oh my god, you should be so proud of her. And it's like, why are you treating Coral like she's this, like, boss fight to to be? Like, It's she's just a human being. Like, it's just, she's, like, for the beginning. I honestly think Trichelle's issues with Coral are separate because they did have that argument, but I think Julie is an instigator of a lot of the behind-the-scenes drama, and she would never admit to that because she thinks she's, like, this sweet baby angel and it's like no you're the problem you're causing the drama you can't be mad about drama happening when you're the one whispering in people's ears like yeah coral's so manipulative yeah coral did this yeah coral did that i would never have voted for you it's just awful and so, yeah. in the next challenge, immediately she's like talking shit, where she's like, "I don't think you should have been voted off because we're like the stronger female competitors compared to like Coral, for example." And then it's the climbing wall challenge. Julie goes first, and she's immediately disqualified because she's not good <laughs> at anything. Like Julie is the constant person we'll get into later, where she's like, "I should stay to the end because I'm one of the stronger female competitors," and loses like every other challenge or DQs, which is even worse than losing.
1: Uh, I don't remember it. It's uh. Gauntlet, or it's one of these seasons around this area where Julie's like, I'm just gonna use like, the power of Christ, but you need to compel oh, me. That's like, oh, that's the second like, season. Like, the path to-, to God is straight and narrow. She just repeats it over it's, and over again. Yeah, and she
0: she's, just she's falls into the, the water. The breath. I I won't even get into it guys but it's insane there's a moment where she's like it's straight up like the force with me I'm one with the force the force with me I'm one with the force the force with me but it's literally <laughs> just like praying to Jesus I'm like what the fuck am I watching it's like a really weird scene too because that's I mean I have no issues with religion if you want to bring it into whatever but yes, like I have no problem with religion it, it really like within reason and it also just it just it issues such a weird vision compared to like the backing of this show cause like like, the other she stuff going on is not that, so it's, like, a very, like, weirdly, like, I, it's just, it's revaluing. It's I'm revalium. sure other people
1: on this show are religious, or say they're religious, but oh, not to the yeah. level that Julie makes sure everyone knows she's religious.
0: Besides John, which we'll get to next season. Well, oh, God. I just
1: have a problem with John, and then next season, I'm like, oh, no, he would be insufferable to talk to for five minutes.
0: I had an immediate, like, red flag with John throughout, and then I went to his Twitter, I'm like, yep, <laughs> confirmed. Oh, no, I, I
1: was like, I don't want to do this, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I would, probably, I would assume the same thing with Julie, too, to a degree. <laughs> Julie is the type of person, if she doesn't follow half of the GOP, she probably follows, like, Barry Weiss or something. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so Julie, Julie's DQ'd. Katie's like, Nah. <laughs> <laughs> she's so like my are notes she, are just like you, here? you don't want to compete right Julie is literally uh, Julie is DQ'd and they cut to Katie seeing like all that bad shit going in because it's like a rock climbing wall and then Katie basically looks at it and I swear to god my my, my notes here are just like nah because it's just like I don't want to do it and it's like how are you mad that they're trying to manipulate you off a team when you will like literally say like I'm not doing it Like, I don't know how much of this is the edit. Again, I try and, like, be sympathetic to people in reality TV because I don't know how much of it's, like, just being thrust upon the editing room floor of, like, cut to, like, an early scene where she's like, oh, I don't want to do this to, like, it makes it look like because she's very, very intensely like, I'm not interested. Like, there are certain scenes there where it's, like, well, maybe there's a reason why she doesn't want to go, or maybe she just said that offhand, and then she's immediately, like, all right, I'm up next, let's go, ugh, I don't want this. But, like, she definitely comes across, like, I'm not gonna do the challenge, and I still think I deserve to be here. Like, it's such a weird mentality that she has, and, like, everybody on this show has that somehow. Like, there are certain scenes where, like, people will be, like, I don't want to do this, and I'm, I just got DQ'd, like, three times in a row, but I deserve to be here. <laughs> it's, like, what are you talking about? No, you it's do not. And I love the people who are there are like, no, you don't, and it's like, yes, thank you. I I just want to get I want to get to C T
1: yes. staring into Leah. Yeah, because uh, like, that's so where beautiful. That's where I
0: said he deserves an Emmy for this scene. <laughs> truly, like there's a scene where he so he talks cool to her. He, he, he gives he a performance all. that is truly better than like most of what Leonardo DiCaprio has done in it's the last like ten he, years. Truly, it's, obviously it's spontaneous, but it feels like he prepared for just for uh, uh, the off chance she, she asks. I gotta find, if I don't find it, I'm gonna find a way to rip it and, like, link it online, because you guys have got to see that his, his, uh, I, we'll, we'll get there, it deserves a whole moment for us to talk about it, it's beautiful, but so, uh, Julie's- I love seeing C- you so much! Yeah, Julie's rude, she gets DQ'd, Katie's, like, not having it, and then <laughs> there's immediately another, like, diss on Katie, and then, I think it's Holly, maybe, or one of the other girls, She's like, if it doesn't involve smoking or drinking, Katie doesn't want to do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But it's and, true. And she's like, and then she's like, it's hard to do anything when your whole team doubts you. It's like, well, you just well, said they, you didn't want to do it. So, like, they are they doubting you you're or not doing this? Also. Just, I don't under- also, I don't understand. I knew it with this challenge that because. It-
1: at this time this is where I was getting confused because you were watching Inferno 2 when I was watching the first Inferno. Yeah. So exactly. you were like really upset with C T and I was like, up, so so far CT's being really supportive of his
0: team. <laughs> yeah, he's doing a good job. And then like, you being
1: supportive to Trishel.
0: Yeah, and immediately the like fights ensue because Katie D doesn't want to do it and they're all like, Katie, you have to do it And so she does eventually do it. <laughs> there is a hilarious scene later on where, um, Uh, I forget who says it. I think it's probably, like, Veronica or someone bitchy. (laughs) She's like, there's a lit cigarette down here for you if you get down. Like, it's so insane. Like, it's so cruel. The bullying is is awful. No, I actually think
1: or was that a bully thing or was that someone who actually did want katie on the team and yeah. was just actually like actually trying to help her i don't i think it her. was like kendall i think it was like she's just like There's yeah a cigarette here that's yeah that was, kendall. Yeah, it was actually her being sweet because that's, that's kendall basically see, that's what I mean. being... it's
0: like beyond, yeah. it's like self-parody at that point like it's true yeah. she does a lot a cigarette but it's also it's like, like even if she's making a joke it's so cruel like, it's it's I don't think
1: I don't think Kenda was making a joke. That's how like sweet and naive she was. Good I Lord. think she was being, that was her genuine thing,
0: regardless of well, Katie did well. Well, we're worried yeah. about Katie then, because like anyone who's being tempted with a lit cigarette. From, like, I mean, you Katie. Okay, Katie fucking
1: smokes a cigarette on a treadmill in a, in, a, in an inferno in a season. <laughs> I didn't so. see that.
0: Oh my god, she, I didn't notice the smoking. God damn it. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's oh, the motivation. Classic. Oh my god. I can't believe that was allowed. That's amazing that it was allowed. But um, yeah, not... she let them
1: do everything. Like the fact that they're all allowed to just get drunk at the inferno. They don't even do that anymore.
0: Yeah, and then so and
1: they ev- to make sure they can't drink right before missions anymore. Yeah, because
0: yeah, abilities. Yeah, for sure. So then da- um, David climbs up. He's so fast. It's really good. Um, and then yeah. Timmy is like a spider. Like, it's wild. Like, so, like, you have the, some of them struggling to get up, and then you have some of the guys just, like, flying up in, like, ten seconds. It's crazy. And then, uh, Rules wins again because they do, they win all the time. Um, Julie is such trash. Um, the thing in this scene is, like, Julie immediately starts trying to get all bitchy again. Cyrus de-escalates again because he's like, don't cause issues. And he says he gets to Trishel too. He's like, Trichelle... Stop showing emotion. You're causing issues because you're freaking out all the time, and he's right. And it's like, if you won't be an adult and deal with the conflict head on, you should at least stop like getting so emotionally. Stop bringing it up, up, and exactly. Stop making it the focus. Exactly, and it's fair. And so she, it's basically, she's freaking out because she has to go to the inferno, and she feels like betrayed. And so the the challenge is eating hot peppers, and it's literally just like a bowl of hot peppers, and whoever eats the most wins. And it's Holly versus Trishel. <laughs> Two white girls. And listen, I am, again, a white girl. I don't do great with spicy food, but if you had money on the line and I was on a TV show, I would, like, open my mouth up and then just start popping them in and hoping for the best. Oh, yeah. Like, the food challenges, especially It's girls, crazy.
1: The food challenges, especially in final missions, they get, like, really intense because nowadays when they're doing final missions, you know, they're, like, hours long. So we'll get to, like, a food challenge and that food will be out for quite a while, even if it's, like, good food and not just like a bizarre uh delicacy. So I understand in
0: a way why people bomb it, but I'm just like the food
1: the food challenges that I I'm ready for. Them. Well this is
0: literally just like there some are jalapenos, some are like it looks like like, some kind of hot spicy bell pepper. Again, I don't like hot pepper, but if it's like for money and I'm like on yeah. a show like that is the only ghost least pepper of people. The, even if it was like it would be awful, but I I've watched hot ones. It'll I know it'll end eventually. Like I, maybe at the time you wouldn't have known they were thinking they're gonna die, but like realistically, unless you have heart issues, you shouldn't worry about it because it's just it's a, it's a horrible next day. But in the moment, you can usually at least just get through it. Because this thing is the challenge isn't keeping the the pe- peppers down. The challenge is eating the most peppers. I'm like, well, that's solved by me eating the most peppers. <laughs> like I don't I wouldn't care if I was in pain because I would be done with it, and especially. If you're not an idiot, you should know that the best way to eat peppers, if you have to, like, eat a lot of them, is to just fucking eat them all now. Because you're going to get worse and worse. Like, you don't want to, like... Like, they start out, like, picking them apart, eating pizza at a time. I'm like, oh, you're idiots. Like, you should have dumped it in the water and then try to chew it up a lot and then swallow it (laughs) whole. It's, like, it's crazy. So they're, they're, like, suffering intensely because they eat, like, four fucking peppers and they freak out, which is just insane. And then, uh, immediately, um, everyone kind of just, like, oops... Shell went home because she isn't a good competitor, so that's part of why she was voted in the first place. Problem solved. Um, and so uh, Mike and Kendall are in the next episode. They start like flirt wrestling. There's Mike, like who is uh,
1: like the first thing I had for this episode is Mike's looking Jack, which is always funny, especially early in his WWE career. Oh, people always say, "Oh, he's so he's so small for a wrestler," whereas like, compared to normal people, he's huge.
0: Right, and it's like, oh yeah, he does look way different here than yeah. on the wrestling stage.
1: Yeah, he's like, and this was him like these last few seasons of the challenge for him definitely getting like bulked up for oh, wrestling weight. Yeah, and yeah, even when he got he got there, they're like, oh, oh no, you're 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 too small. People would mock him. Like,
0: no, he's big. Yeah, and he's so, a big boy on their team. I mean, they're flirting. They're on opposite teams. Kendall's on Real uh, Real Rules, He's on Real World. But uh, Real World decides like Coral again. Coral being the adult, like the the sane adult person. I swear to God, it's like. The thing is, like, every time there's, like, someone talking some, like, real truth, yeah. everyone hates that person for being too honest. I always their related
1: to Coral back in the day, but, like, even still watching now, I still do, because she's uh, being an adult, and they're just being little bitches.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's moments where, like, later on she makes fun of Julie's shoes, because they're hideous, and it is gross, but, like... I mean, they're not just they're,
1: like, breaking apart, the shoes.
0: I, I honestly, I wonder if it was just, like, she's poor, or just dumb, I don't know, but... It was, like, her heels that she would go out for dancing, and yeah, they needed to be glued together. Right. So there's, like, moments where, like, okay, she's not perfect or anything, but, like, for the most part, she's just, like, I'm here to win, and if it helps the team win, you can get along and help me strategize. So she says, listen, we gotta stop the fighting, we're gonna start volunteering to go in, and that's what actually really solves a huge issue for them, and they kind of do great with this from this point forward. It's really Row Rules that struggles from that point forward, ironically, because they start out the better keeps way. Rules winning anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. It, it doesn't, in the long run, it doesn't matter because they win even if they go into the challenges too. So, uh, And then Furnas, I mean. So in this time, they go the, the Domino Derby, and then they struggle to win, but row Rules actually does win because the row Rules team fucks up. Because Timmy was trying to check their stuff so they're, it's, they're basically just doing huge dominoes, and they have to, like, hit a bell or whatever. So, like, yeah. they're on roller skates. It's
1: domino effect
0: is what, what they're doing, and yeah. they're on roller skates. And yeah. Jeremy's, like, won't shut up about how he's, like, a professional skater, basically, and they still fuck up and lose. It's like, well... But so all they do is just, like, put a bunch of dominoes together, try and hit a bell, and they win. Um, basically, Timmy was trying to check their work, and one of the dominoes didn't fall, so they basically they lose on the fact that they didn't teamwork correctly. Um, So then uh, they vote in Mike and David, and then Jeremy and Mike. But the
1: the ones who compete eventually are Mike and and Jeremy. That's why it was also important how Jack's, Mike's arms are looking at this point. Yes,
0: so this is, I mean, it it could be on some some level for some people, it could be like, you know, a double-edged sword that he's so heavy up top, it could be an issue, but no, he's probably been doing this kind of shit anyway from weight training. So um, it's like a whole... He has to be able
1: to, like... Lift people and catch them and stuff as a wrestler.
0: And so they're holding up candles above two like I don't even know. It's like a paint sponge or something. I don't know. Some marker. And again, it's
1: it's it's one of these things that just seems so simple. Like in the challenge nowadays, you're literally kind of fucked up.
0: Like there there's some of these challenges. I'm like, that's gonna fuck up their bodies. Like it's kind of horrible in some ways. They're way more like physically like daunting in a way but i guess maybe there's more like immediate threats or danger in the stuff that they do like activity wise so like all i mean is like so this challenge is like mike holding his arms up like um you know leonardo's da vinci style for as long as humanly possible and uh this is funny because i think up at this point jeremy get like, like you know, paint on your hand 100. or something
1: that's how you disqualified
0: if if one of your hands dips below a certain point and hits the paint you lose and jeremy up until this point has been like this like they're, they're treating him like, yeah, you're a strong competitor, you're one of the guys, and then they, they go against Mike and he is, like, decimated. Like, they, like,
1: the only hope is that, like,
0: because Jeremy doesn't have to hold up so much arm weight, maybe he'll, he'll succeed. But, like, you get there and, like, they do it for, like, I don't know, it was, like, ten minutes, they show, like, a clock of how long it's been, and they cut to, like, Mike versus Jeremy, and there's, like, Mike... Like, a fucking, like, stone gargoyle, and then they cut the Jeremy, who's, like, swaying back and forth, <laughs> and it's like, oh, Like, I do feel bad for the dude, because he's clearly way out of his debt. And then it's it's very daunting, which we'll get to the CT one, too, because it happens the same thing with Shane. But, like, it's very daunting for the person to be struggling to win, and looking over their competitor, like, and they're a cool stone. The cucumber. Yeah, and yeah. then he's not even, like, flinching, so it's like, uh-oh. So he, like, loses, and then they're all, like, devastated by it. Um. Oh, it's like, let's calm down. He just he lost because he sucked at it. In. He was like the weakest dude. They they voted him in because he's the weakest dude. So let's all like relax. But, he really um,
1: wanted to prove himself, but this, he had to he had to go against yeah. the Miz, which was yeah.
0: So we should say there's another like there's a moment earlier on where like Abe and him do talk about the fact that everyone's wusses because they were st- they were volunteering originally and that was working out great for the first four episodes. But now like I guess people are feeling like I don't want to have to volunteer. <laughs> like, so they hit, like, a little bit yeah. of a wall with that, and Jeremy's like, well, I'll just do it twice, and then he's like, "Yeah, well, well you you showed them, they're all wusses for not volunteering, and it's like, is he? Because I, I even think they cut to, like, it's, like, David or Timmy or someone, they're like, no, it must be David, because I don't think it's on their team, but, like, you have um, David saying, like, uh, the first time, I was like, wow, that's really impressive, he's, he's like, sticking up for the team, but, you know, if you, you go into two of them willingly... Are you kind of an idiot? <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, you are, because he goes home. Like, it is dumb. You shouldn't volunteer yourself if you're that weak. If you're, if you're a strong competitor and you think you can win, maybe, but he's doing it because, like, he's trying to prove himself still. It's very clear he's still trying to be like, I want to be liked. And it's, I mean, it works, they all love him, but it's like, he's not good, though. Like, that's not good strategy to send in your weak person again, because they're going to vote for that person to beat yeah. sometimes. So, anyway, so... Although Mike wanted to go against
1: Abram. He wanted the competition.
0: That's fair, but they, I don't know why they actually don't pick him. It's weird, but either way, they maybe. Man, what would that have been like? Who would have won that? That would have, been... yeah, that, that would have been, been actually really intense. Mike and Abram in the past, they have. That's how they actually became friends, I think. Right in an older yeah. challenge, they were both so aggressive and like competitive. They they like hit it off, but Abram would have definitely given him for a run for his money. I still think Mike might have won because he has more like actual weight if, training. If Mike eventually. lost,
1: probably would have been just, like, a stupid fuck up, probably.
0: The thing, that's the thing is, Mike like, he's gonna win if he can, unless he's physically in, in, incapable of doing it. It's like,
1: uh, in the duel, so, there's, uh, this, uh, one of the, the duel challenges they have, like, CT, who's been basically on his best behavior the entire season, uh, he technically wins, but because, like, the latch with the carabiner, like, it ripped off, like, the flag ripped off, and you're supposed to, like, snap the carabiner off with the flag, and then that's how you win, but because the flag just, like, was tissue paper, pretty much, and it ripped then he lost, and then he, like, he snapped, because, like, the fucking thing was shoddy, basically. Yeah, that's not really...
0: And... I get why he would snap, because it's like, well, how can I compete when, like, your shit fucked up? Like, yeah, that's a one it's... challenge later on we'll get to, only in passing, really, but, like, they have to pull a bunch of flags off of a wall. I know part of it is supposed to be, like, they're catching the flag before they fall, but, like, they're up in the air in an alley in, like, Mexico, so there's a breeze off the water, it's Acapulco, so, like, it's not a great, like a lot of the flags are just falling out of their hands as they're getting them out. Like, it's not a good situation. Like, it's poorly designed is all I mean. So, like, in this, it's a little bit like, well, they would have worked out, but I think there's a couple times where Mike loses basically. Only, mostly for, especially for Ace and Abe and Mike, not sorry, Abe and Mike and like uh, uh like CT, for example, they're losing mostly, if ever, because they are truly, I, physically yeah. or mentally, incapable of finishing. They don't ever I quit until they lose. Like.
1: also, something like that also happens, like, for Timmy's last uh, challenge, like, last Inferno or whatever, ever. Like, it's clear that the thing, like, there, there's a lot of glass they have to break, which is it's also just a very dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, his thing, for whatever reason, isn't breaking properly, and it's not even his fault. It's the way that it was made. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Yeah. Uh, just make it fair. Make make sure the shit works.
0: Yeah. So, they um they go they get through it. Um, Kendall and Mike are back to snuggling after Jeremy gets in home. Well, um, and the thing about Kendall
1: and Mike, which it's in general this whole story, they're they're very vague about the who's and whys. The thing, what I get from it is that Kendall did date Blair Herder, who was on Road Rules, and you, like he's he's a personality now. You probably said him like on G Four or something like that, mm. and then they broke up. And I guess another friend who I'm not sure if, like, was on the shows, but it, it seemed like it, right? They I'm might have had...
0: about it like it's a whole think, thing.
1: I feel like it was David G. and who was also on Road Rules. You know him from Grimm. Well,
0: he, he mentions a name, though. I I, don't, I think he might have said David, but I don't know if it was... Yeah, I, don't, I know what you're talking I, about. There's a moment where he says the name, but I don't remember the name.
1: I feel like it was David G. and but they, they, they don't go too far into detail. It's mm-hmm. who they're talking about. Uh, but... Yeah, so it's a whole thing where, so she's not dating anyone, uh, but for whatever reason his friends are upset, and uh, Trishelle's apparently talking trash back home in L.A., where she's saying, oh yeah, (laughs) that Mrs. fucking Kendall. Even after
0: she's gone,
1: like. Yeah, which they hadn't even, like, been flirting or anything at that point either, so. I
0: think that there was, I bet you it's shot a little bit wonky. I think that the scene in the club was probably much earlier or something. Yeah. Like, that probably seems like it happened, like, first or second night.
1: Yeah, that club thing was probably the earliest thing. That's why, like, there's no Mike or Christina thing anywhere else after that.
0: Exactly. and Or maybe, maybe Kendall was at the club, too, and, like, I don't know. Who knows? But, like, she's she's talking mad shit even after she's been fucking voted off. So, it's like, go away, Trishel. And then, um, Mike is now snuggling with Kendall, though. So, he's feeling conflicted, though, because he has a friend who's into her, and he feels like he's betraying his friend. But Kendall's also like,
1: I'm single, so.
0: Yeah, so what, what the fuck?
1: And then, Just because your friend likes me and I'm not interested
0: yeah, and then so they, they, they do face off against each other, and there's, like, a lot of cute, like, ribbing against one ch- one another. Um, that's the ball-in-the-hole challenge. So, like, there's- uh, this, is, this is what I'm talking about, where I'm like, why are people giving Coral any bad fucking feedback at all? She is a genius. So, she- th- There's this- like You probably have seen it from, like- um, It's similar to, like, the stuff at, like, a carnival, or, like, on the boardwalk or someplace. Like, it's a little hole- like a little streamlined hole that has air falling up of it. And you have to try and blow. It's kind of like a breathalyzer. Like you have to blow Mm -hmm. the ball up through a little hole until it falls out the top. And then it's a bike doing it. So it's like a bike powering a fan that powers a little, uh, what is it? Like a a ping pong ball up a, a tube until it goes to the top. Now there is a little hole at the bottom where the air comes in for the fan And uh, in order for them to get it up, they have to go all the way to the very top and has to fly out. Like, it has to, like, raise above the tube and then fall to the edge because it won't be in the tube anymore. So, Mm -hmm. coral. so basically each team, um, if they do get disqualified, gets two people that are in charge of, like, hoses or water or whatever. So, if they do get disqualified, the first two out, or the two that win, can use the hose to distract the other team. And Coral is immediately, before they even sit down, is like, well, this is basic physics. If I can get water in there, the, it won't possibly be able to get up this tube because of the way the water will affect the ball. There's no way they're going to be able to overpower the kind of gravity that comes, like, she's just like, it's physics. It's just like, it's basic science. And so she immediately, like, they th- both teams do this. They both disqualify each other. The Row Rules team is not as smart, so, like, it's Katie. Because Katie volunteers to do this to disqualify herself. In order to not do it, basically. <laughs> like, she doesn't want to do any challenge, so she's like, I'll disqualify myself. And then she has the water, and she's just, like, kind of, like, throwing it on herself. And she's like, woo, woo. And she's, like, doing stupid, goopy shit, and they're all mad at her. And then, meanwhile, you have Coral, who's just, like, has a hose. And it's, like, honestly, like a sniper, just going boom, boom, boom. And, like, even, like, Timmy, who's a really good sport, isn't mm-hmm. mad, necessarily. He's like, Jesus Christ, he's, like, destroying our team. And Apparently, Coral's
1: just, like, really good at shooting, because this happens later in another challenge, too. Yeah,
0: she's good. She's a crack shot, basically. It's great. Yeah. And she, like, it's, like, so quick, too. It's very efficient. And it's awkward for, like, Dave Mira, because he has to come in and be like, you won by disqualifying an entire team. It's so, (laughs) it's, like, hilariously, like... That's fucking badass. It is. It's, like, and it's quick, it seems. I don't know how long it actually took, but it seems like it happens immediately, because, like... They, they jump off, they DQ on purpose, and then they start doing it, and they're done within, mm-hmm. it seems like, five to ten minutes. It's crazy. And they're like, how, how did Coral it's just do really, their Yeah, it's really impressive, too, that I think the last person is Veronica, too. I'm like, damn, Coral, you got legs! Like, she must be really good at, like, it's like she does, like, cycling her spin classes. But, so, she crushes it. She completely wrecks. And this is where, I like, all these other women, like, running their mouths on the show, it's like, obviously, Coral's not perfect. She's fucked up in the past, as well. But... She's able to help compete when she's capable. Like the only time yeah. she's ever disqualifying herself is if she's like she she falls or she can't she can't she's not strong enough. Or like the time she gets sick in the earlier challenge. Like like those are times when she's not really quitting per se. She's saying, I'm not physically capable, do this to, to supplement my loss, sorry. Like she's she'll own up to when she fucks up. And then the last challenge I think it's maybe the one after this. She volunteers herself to go into the inferno when she fucks up. So mm-hmm. it's like she knows when she's she screwed up, and she did not do that here. She rocks. It. Yeah, and thinking so... just sh-
1: shitty things. Uh, it's also around this time after this challenge because obviously they're they're all planning to get rid of Katie. Timmy is the one who I believe introduces the the term of trimming the fat to the challenge lexicon which eventually it's just like asshole guys saying that's how we're gonna get rid of the girls for the team but it's Mm. it's weird you would always you'd think like a garbage person is the one who came up with that idea but it was timmy of
0: all people no, and I feel like the, the struggle with that is he probably meant it as a, like a quick little joke, like we're just getting rid of a couple of the weaker links, and it's and like it now it means like it's, coded yeah. it's like how fucking these idiots watch The Matrix and they think it's all it, about red pilling. <laughs> it's like they don't do they, they
1: don't really use it anymore. It was like good. the heyday of Johnny Bananas and his terrible crew, who, who, who for the most part are no longer on the show that besides Bananas.
0: Horrible. That sounds yeah, crazy. it's it's really awful. Horrible. <laughs> Yes, uh, I hate was... that there's anyone named Johnny Vanette. <laughs> like,
1: oh God, sure. rev- you're gonna learn. I
0: refuse. Um, so, uh, I do love. Also, we mentioned back before for the candle holding scene, the Miss T-shirts are on everyone. So when Mike goes into the inferno, yes. he does that branding really well. Um, but, and yeah. This-
1: that's not still, like, his logo, but he was able to bring, like, the, the B. Miz logo every in, uh, into WBE. So he still has, like, some, like, WB.com I believe, still sells some of those shirts. That's
0: crazy. It's,
1: like, he still wears, though, like, the B. Miz eye, like, eyes, his eyes, on, like, his trunks.
0: You probably, again, like, I don't really recall this show in, like, my head, like, on a day-to-day basis, but, like, watching it, I remember that. I remember everything. Like, it's very, like, in your brain. You probably don't realize, like, oh, yeah, that shirt, I remember that shirt. It's just, like, his eyes, it says B-Miz.
1: Yeah, um, you can be good, you can be bad, or you can be Miz. so good. Oh, yeah, there's, like, you can get a B-Miz headband, honestly. Oh,
0: God. Um, so, uh, I do like during the Jeremy scene, too, when he leaves, there's, like, a cut to Daryl at one point where he's just like, why is everyone freaking out over this guy leaving? He looks just like, <laughs> he's, bye, why are you still here? Because it's like Jeremy is, like, Jesus Christ, and he's, like, everyone's surrounding him, and he's like, it's okay. Julie didn't
1: take to him, oh, considering. God.
0: So the one, th- the thing I meant, I wanted to mention too, before we get too much further, is like I, my notes kind of went a little bit around because like I forgot that it starts out too, like Julie starting out by saying Coral doesn't like people who stand up to her, and it's like, but you're she, not standing up to her either. You're she, Julie keeps talking shit behind Coral's back. Yeah, but she also yeah, exactly. But also, it's it's that same thing what I was saying before with the projection because. She doesn't like Coral... She says... Okay, this is a sentence. Coral doesn't like people who stand up to her. What she's saying there is, one, incorrect. But two, she's actually saying, I don't like people who stand up to me like Coral. Because Coral is basically calling Julie on her own shit and other people's shit. So, like, she's projecting her own insecurities onto Coral. Which, I mean, most people who've been in therapy know that. But, like, it's, like, so toxic in this whole season. Because she is constantly dealing with her own, like... Repressed nonsense instead of dealing with the fact, like she's super insecure. She's not good at what she's doing, and she's a bitch. Like she's just a rude person. And then Coral is like, to some people, might come across like she's being really rude. Like she does call Julia a bitch throughout, but like she's right. Like I think from word one, Coral sees Julia as a manipulative freak, and she calls her out as being an idiot from the get go. It's great, and so um, she's a good, like, Coral
1: can see through people.
0: Yeah, and then. It's like there's this whole thing where he's like well Cyrus comes in with some sense to her too where he's like cuz Julie's talking to Cyrus about where he's, she she says Cord doesn't like people who stand up to her and Cyrus comes in with some real like genuine sense to her he's like well that's cool but if Cord doesn't like you she gets the other guys to not like you by telling you the re- telling people the reason she doesn't like you and then you end up in the Inferno, so good luck with that. Like, he basically <laughs> said to her, like, you've picked a bad enemy because she's efficient and good at what she does. So either shut up or prove Yeah, and yourself- she has
1: all the guy's respect,
0: so... Yeah, or prove yourself so fierce a competitor that you can't be eliminated. Those are your options, and it's like, yeah. And also, like, I love that he basically says there, because I forget from the actual voting stuff... But he practically says he'd be one of the guys voting her out if Coral tells him to. Like, he's like, yeah, because she's usually right, and I'm not going to go against her if it helps me stay on her good side, because she's a strong female competitor, and you're, she's going to be here longer than you based off of if they decide they're going to send in their stronger... Because, like, the thing is, like we were saying before, like, the other team's going to usually send in the weaker person some of the time. So, like, it's not always a great decision to send in your best person, because, one, they could lose, or two... It means that they're not going to win every time. So, like, it is actually, it's kind of stupid sometimes to send in someone who's great every time because they're not going to get picked ever. So, it's like, ugh. So, anyway, so, um, there's a a great scene later on, too, where, 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 the girl just says, the girl at one point just stops giving a single fuck. Like, she was being polite, but people keep being assholes to her. She's like, I've been nothing but nice to everyone but Julie. Yeah, so this is, I think, where we're kind of catching up with where we're at. So, like, so she she says, would I rather not see Julie's big ugly face every day? No. <laughs> I'd rather her go home. So, just, like, yes, like, thank you for talking some st- Because I've been thinking this the whole time because, like, Julie, you're only seeing Julie, like, behind the scenes whispering to Rochelle or Julie in a talking head, like, I hate Carl, she's rude. And it's like finally someone's actually calling Julie out on being the villain, whereas like she's just been using other people to speak her yeah. you know, her anger. Cause
1: Cruels saying shit about Julie.
0: Right, she didn't care about Julie at all. Her issues is with Trochelle directly, and Julie just wants to be involved and wants to be like the center of attention and the hero, and she's not either. And so, uh there, there is another scene though, which we can now get to, with the uh, the sapphic to the sapphic love story that is Christina and Mallory. <laughs> The most amazing part of the season
1: is not focused, and I I forgot all about it. But watching, like, how did I forget all about this? It's
0: wild, and I will say it's funny. In our notes,
1: separately- I thought I was just seeing something, no. so that's why I had to
0: ask you to confirm this. No, and then like, you're like, oh yeah. So prior to taping, Latoya literally like mentioned the fact that like, is it just me? Or are they like basically a step away from like saying are they fucking with Christina and Mallory? And I was like. I didn't, at the time, I was like, oh, no, I don't think this is the right season. My brain kind of, like, shut off what you're talking about, and, because we're on different seasons, and then, having gone back and watched it, I didn't remember what you said, because it was, like, I didn't know at the time who you're talking about, and then I watched this, my notes say, like, they're basically fucking, and, like, separate from this, we come to the same conclusion, because, like, there's this whole, like, scene where, like, literally, like, Christina and Mallory are, like, lying on a hammock together, swinging back and forth, talking about their vacation after they leave. Like, it is not yeah, they're they're joint
1: vacation and how they both want to win together because they're just going to share the
0: money with each other. And it's and just, I wonder it's, if they did play up the whole like are they fucking. Bitch. I'm glad they didn't play up. Yeah, it out because someone's more honest. Either that way, yeah, yeah. because they would have probably done it for like quote unquote laughs because. It's, like, back then, we'll get to the second season, there was a lot of, like, homophobia in- ingrained, even though there's openly gay people in both care. And that's
1: also because, like, Veronica, and they, like, address this in later seasons, like, Veronica and Rachel were a couple, and then, like, Veronica just what? was very, very quiet about it. Yeah.
0: They were a couple. You just blew my fucking mind. Yeah.
1: Just Veronica, like, it was just, they always kept quiet about that, and obviously Rachel was openly uh, out, but yeah. Well, I didn't know
0: either of those things until just right now. That is... Shocking information. Wow, guys. So that's
1: why they kept mentioning most of that uh, in 2, but we'll talk more about that later. Uh,
0: but yeah, so uh, they they um, have this, like, on-again, off-again, like, friendship throughout the seasons, I think, and they want to, like, just take their winnings and go run it's,
1: off together on a cute vacation. They didn't, focus it's very cute. On it. they didn't focus on their friendship at all, and then all of a sudden they do, and it's not even just in the edit where obviously it's going, going to into the inferno. It's in the edit, so it's like, they're in a relationship.
0: <laughs> It's, like, and it's we, friendship, but it's close to, like, it's very, 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 like, maybe they're not, they're not fucking, but it certainly seems that like they're gonna go fucking once they get to that vacation. I, I, I don't want to, like,
1: just seem like a national, like, I feel
0: like they, they probably experimented, you know, honestly. <laughs> yes, I think it's sweet. But it's, it's so, like, what was so unique about the whole scene and, like, the whole friendship is it was actually incredibly earnest for a show like well, this. Like, you know, you usually see that. that. Like, they literally start the
1: next episode where it's like, wait, are they? Because, like, they're just, like, in each other's bed together.
0: Yeah, and then she's like, well, she's like, we're packing each other's bags. So even, because they have to go in the Inferno together, which is, like, the true, like, tragic love story. Yeah, they're
1: they're really, yeah, I said it's part of the story that they don't want to go against each
0: other because they're best friends. But, like, also, they're in love with each other. Yeah, and so the next day they're, like, literally, like, well, I'll pack your bag if you pack mine. And they're, like, deal. (laughs) And it's like, oh, my God. I'm like, what is this? It's so cute, and they're, like, really sweet, and it's like, okay, maybe they're maybe they're hinting, but they don't actually ever, like, state anything specific, or it's all vagaries, so like, well, eh. but so then they, they are basically the two, like, to watch, because they're going to get nominated later on, so um, it, this obstacle course is, like, a car hunt, you have to find the right info, like stuff in the car, or whatever, and then you have to get, like, what is it, like, it's closed, and like, oh, you have to get, like, a bag off of a big rope wall, and then get into a car and then drive past to, like, oh, a certain point, like, in Yeah, there's multiple no, no driving ones. Is this the driving one? Yeah, like, it's the car hunt obstacle course.
1: But yeah, this is uh, where they start, like, really throwing uh, games because of Katie.
0: Yeah, they purposely fuck up to, like, Veronica win? Which is so manipulative, to be honest. Like... Well, that's, a, that's the later one. That's but the anyways, second car one. one is just for Holly, right? Or something? Mm-hmm. I can't remember who they actually let They're
1: win. They're gonna try the to throw ball. it, uh, Let's see. Yeah, for Holly, but poor Christina. That's why she has to go against Mallory.
0: Right, and so um, <laughs> it's great because uh, well, my nose wrong. Yeah, v- like, Fuck Julie. Valerie wins it anyway.
1: Uh, Victor- I am mean, sorry, Veronica wins it anyway, and it's like, what's the point?
0: Yeah, and so Julie sucks again. Um, there's a great, there's a great like um, I think Osiris thinks he's gonna go- doesn't he get nominated before? Or he was like worried he's gonna go in or something. so He's like, I don't want to yeah. have to go in. So he gets like sixteen minutes and is like an icon, like it's amazing. So, the 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 thing is like, Julie yet again fucks up though, and it's like, oh, you know what it is? It's like um, it's the Coral goes up. It is the one where they have to get the bag off the rope, and it's hard to get it off. Yeah. And um, Cyrus crushes it. Um, but there's a scene where Coral gets in and has to do the um, uh undo the bag and run off or whatever and so they she gets like her arm wrapped up in and she struggles with it and then she gets down and her arm is still kind of fucked up from it and she realizes she fucked up and she's like oh god i had a horrible time and she says that right when she does she's like that fucking sucked like she's very honest about that she's frustrated with herself and then he's like so what happened there what happened at the end there she's like well i didn't do well (laughs) like she's like what do you want me to say and she's like she's like well I saw that you just didn't really run to the car at the end. She's like, well, my arm was caught. And you can see, like, she's actually still attached to the rope at the time. And then mm-hmm. I don't think she's allowed to take it off herself. She has to let one of the safety people unhook her because it's probably, like, yeah. a safety issue. So she just kind of stands there for a minute, catches her breath. And then Mike's loading the car up. I think it's her, maybe, or no, Cyrus is loading the car I forget who's her partner. And then she, like, runs to join them. So she, like, waits a second. So she, it looks like she's a little bit, like, dragging her feet for, like, a microsecond. And then she runs off and then gets back in the car. And, like, this is the thing that's frustrating with me. Is it, like, for anyone else, that would have looked like a completely fine thing. But this is why I find, like, there's a lot of, like, a weird, like, undercurrent of racism in it. Because I feel like Julie is specifically targeting her and, like, focusing all of her hatred on Coral. And I, she's going to be perfect in every turn in Julie's eyes, or she's going to have an issue with her, basically. Because yeah. any other person, like, if Leah had done that, she would have been like, Good job, Leah. Good job. Yeah. But it's like, Coral, like, she does, like, one thing slightly off, and she's like, so uh what was about that like stopping for a second running to the car it's like well, yeah. I already had a horrible time I didn't think it would make a huge difference and I was still attached to the the rope so I had to wait And it's for not that like
1: long. Coral's claiming she's perfect so she can, she can make a mistake but of course Julie tries to jump on that immediately And she
0: does it like it literally she does it like the second she gets done like in the
1: most passive aggressive way possible
0: Right and then she and then later on after things have shut, have shut up also, I think Cyrus like crushes it, and he does amazing. So he like makes up the time, and it's like, "So shut the fuck up, Julie." But like, there's another there's another scene later on where it's like, she's like, "Are you mad at me?" Because like, she has just said this. To Coral, and Coral's like, "I don't know. My arm was stuck. Didn't you see it?" And she's like, "Oh no. I just it looked like you were kind of like dragging your feet." She's like, "Well, I wasn't." And then later on, she's like, still like, she's done that, and then like it's gone quiet, and then like someone else is up, and then she's like, "Are you mad at me, Coral?" And it's like, "Oh my god. She is the most." Frustrating kind of person. You, everyone has had a person like this in their life where they will cause drama and then they will follow you around and be like, "Are you mad at me?" And it's like, "Oh my god!" And Coral's like, "Yes." Like she's not even she's not even that overt, but she's like, well, "You don't have to be so instantly negative." And that's a fair critique of what she just said. It's like you were instantly looking for reasons to be mad at me. I had barely even caught my breath after being exhausted on this, and it's a hard challenge. And like, yeah, seriously, just say that for the room when you're voting on her. You don't need to bring it up, like, as she's like catching her uh, breath afterwards. Or if you do, I kind of want have a fight. Uh,
1: I kind of want Julian every challenge, just so I have someone to like automatically hate. Hey,
0: if <laughs> is the villain for sure. And then, like, uh, well now, well, this show's trying to kill us. We have to make, split this into two parts for this episode. Yes, you're right. Stay tuned for part two, guys.